Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this Overreaction Monday, June 26, 2023. This sports program starts now. Sports are happening. We yep. got a World Series game this evening that we Hell will yeah. all huh. be watching as LSU in Florida will battle it out on a diamond in Omaha to see who will be the national champions. Yep. Mm. It's been nine long days in Omaha. There's been a lot of electricity in massive moments, but dong shots were heard from the beginning to the end of the game last night for the Florida fucking Gators. Mm-hmm. LSU was riding a high. A little extra innings oh, win there in game huge. one of the World Series. They have a couple beer league softball players in the future on their team <laughs> that are going to go town to town yeah. drinking their beer and hitting balls over fences, trees, and fake fences what? for the rest of their lives. This LSU team is hilarious to think about. That guy that hit that homer, Cade, Mm-hmm. Beloso, bro, he gets down in there. <laughs> tank? He Sweet. looks like he's about five foot eight, uh-huh. yeah. he, but he's stock. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, stocky son bitch. And then they got all got great mustaches. Mm-hmm. Love it. I've actually enjoyed the energy and the atmosphere because once Florida turned it with that grand slam with two outs or whatever, and they started coming back to life, you heard all of LSU, which has taken over Omaha. We've all seen it yep. for the last week and a half. Kind of heard the Gators fans get a little bit louder. Right. All of a sudden that. That gator that was uh, getting smoked out in the parking lot wasn't getting shown on the screen anymore. That's right. uh-uh. All of a sudden, the gators are all the way back. 24 fucking runs Damn. yesterday. They beat the dog shit out of the LSU Tigers. Mm-hmm. And will they be able to remain hot tonight? Mm. Will there be good metal on all the... Speaking of, I read an article. Yeah. Okay. The reason why we were all so surprised with 24... Mm-hmm. runs in a game because there was like six home runs a grand slam the ball mm-hmm. had an exit velocity that was faster than any trajectory in which balls have gone at the back so they're saying hey, maybe maybe there's something going on with the bats or, or the going on? Oh, we'll, bats. We'll, have, we'll have Ryan McGee here we'll have oh, Ryan McGee. Yeah. Come on. not saying Florida we're saying allegedly all of college baseball mm-hmm. has a little cooking the bats situation going on where there's maybe a little bit more explosiveness off the bats because they're getting trimmed down oh, or right. heated up a little, a little explosivity a little explosivity being Whoa. added to the bats because i guess if you take out that outer outer layer of a bat mm-hmm. the one right underneath there it's like a trampoline That's for right. balls. That's right. And this isn't just a Florida thing. They're saying in college baseball, home runs were up mm-hmm. throughout the entire right. season. Say maybe they're working with a little worked bats. Ooh. I'll tell you what, if the score's going to be 24-something in the World Series, sure. I want them to cook the bats even more. Yep. We'll have McGee join us, though. He was a massive piece of the coverage. He was telling stories in between every inning, pretty oh, yeah. much. Heard the serenade narrated by Ryan McGee, yep. and then he all of a sudden comes in there. He'll be joining us in the third hour, 210. Can't wait to chat with him. We have Mike Florio joining us in the next hour, because the NFL has always got some shit going on. That's this right. weekend, Antonio Brown went on the It Needed to Be Said podcast with Tyreek Hill and talked about uh, his time with the Raiders, yep. whenever he walked off at the Jets, his time at the Patriots. Yep. Basically talked about everything. Florio obviously does the Florio thing, watches it, reinvestigates it all, yep. mm-hmm. releases a counter pretty much yep. to what Antonio Brown said. We'll talk to him in the next hour. He also has his book, My Father of Mine. This- Father of Mine. Father of Mine. Tell me, where have you been? Father of mine. Tell me, where have you been? Who is that? Uh, is it Everclear? 
Maybe not. Sure. I don't know. Nick just gave a big thumbs up. He felt oh. very confident. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He felt very confident in affirming what you said. Mm-hmm. So we'll just say that Nick knows his fucking Everclear back yeah, there. But Florio will come on. I can't wait to hear else what else is cooking. What is he pissed off about? Yeah. Something. Who's lying? Yep. Who's cheating? Right, what? Who's breaking the rules? What? Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Who's that? Who's that? Do we know who, who sings that? <laughs> I don't know who sings that. No. Nope. Big no music idea. sports. Is that Judas Priest? There we go. I don't know. I have it no might, idea. Might be. <laughs> but who is Florio will tell us? And then in about uh, 14 minutes, we have uh, Adam Devine on. Yeah. Oh, hell what? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Our show sold out. So this guy has nothing to do with sports. No. He's a big Cornhuskers fan, though. He, well, he's born in Waterloo, though. Yep. Uh, yep. We're going we're gonna to yeah. cut right to that at the beginning of the conversation with him. He's got a movie called The Outlaws coming out on Netflix on July 7th. Yes. It, we got to scan through it a little bit. So nice. good. It takes twists and turns that you could oh, yeah. never expect. It's yeah. awesome. Could not have. Instead of in-laws, outlaws. Yeah. Think about it. Put two and two together. Yeah. It's, a, it's a novel concept. There's love in there, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pierce fucking Brosnan's yeah. in this thing. And he crushes. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll talk to him about that. And I'm excited just to hear where that conversation goes. Mm-hmm. Me, too. Because these are the types of things that are starting to happen for our program. And I assume it'll only happen more. Because if you start looking at afternoon television, okay, yeah. Ellen DeGeneres, uh-huh. she's no longer doing afternoon TV. Nope. Dr. Phil, no longer cool. doing afternoon TV. Kelly Clarkson, I think she's in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yep. Drew Barrymore, she's in the morning. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know who's in the afternoon. Yeah, reruns of Steve Wilkos, our, maybe? Our soaps, we watch the soaps. Dr. Oz. Judge Judy, I think she's still fucking yeah. doing it. Judge Joe Brown. Dr. Oz is done, right, because he's trying to do the political yes. thing. Okay. Correct. That's right. I did see on the internet, though, that he reclined his seat into a guy's lap on a plane. The guy was not happy. Yeah, before it took off, too. Yeah, a guy was not happy. Uh I took a selfie with him and said, fuck this guy. Son of a bitch. (laughs) And it was Dr. Oz. It was a tough look. Got to at least put the fake mask on so you can have at least a little bit of, that wasn't me. Yeah, That wasn't me that was. It was clearly Dr. Oz. So what I'm saying is I think we're going to get pitched a lot of people. So we'll see how this one goes. This one is really going to set the tone for future decisions. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think he's the right guy. Yeah. Everything he's been a part of, he is funny. Yeah. Right? Yes, yeah. for sure. Very much so. He's from Waterloo, Iowa. Born in Waterloo. So. Doesn't claim it, but he's he's got the same water that made D. Ty Schmidt, you know? Right. Yeah. And also the same water no, 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 that no, had no, all no. the people voting for the man yeah. of the year in that city and gave it to John Wayne Gacy. Whoa. Well, obviously ask if that's why he doesn't claim Waterloo and he claims Omaha instead. But it should be a fantastic day. Excited for the conversation. We'll take some of your phone calls, too, on the 5 Hour Energy phone line. one 833 The Talks Table is here at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. Also, Boston Connor's mullet is looking at week two fantastically. One half of the hammer. Dad. Cowboys Town Diggs is here as well. Uh, I will come back to the Talks Table. A New Englander. Won a golf tournament in New England. Unbelievable. How about it? I saw him drinking out of the trophy. Yeah. He wins mm-hmm. the Travelers. 23 under win for uh, uh, Keegan Bradley at the Travelers tournament. Beast. This had shipping up to Boston on the other side of it because obviously massive Patriot fan from the area. Played great there. Mm-hmm. Was dominant. Pretty much had the lead and just never relented, uh-huh. which is not an easy thing to do at all. Has sick Jordan shoes. Actually commented about how Michael Jordan texted him and how Michael Jordan's his hero, but also friend now. This Guys, friends with Jordan. Aaron Rodgers sent him a text message. I think he also said uh, Guy Fieri. No. Mm. Um, uh, what's his name from the Howard Stern show? Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Bowie. 
Oh, Baba Bo- Booey. Baba yeah. Booey texted Be- him. Beetlejuice did too, though. So I think he's been around Ooh, a long Link. time, has a lot of friends. I'm a big fan of Keegan Bradley, what I watched. 23 under, there were some golf purists that weren't exactly happy about how easy it seemingly looked. These fuckers are great at golf. Yeah. Yeah. Scotty Scheffler can't be missing putts like this. No. Can't be happening anymore, Scotty. Let's put those in the hole. He's on a run right now that uh, they'll say is like historic at some point. It has now been 245 days in 18 events since Scotty Scheffler finished outside the top 12. Jeez. Top 12. Not one day of and just ruining him nope. for a tournament. Not one time. It's been two months since he finished outside the top five. Okay. This guy's playing a lot of golf and he's playing really good yeah. golf. Just can't get over the hump to get these things to be wins. We talked about it earlier. We said, you know, Tone said, Tone, what did you say? Don't say the corrected version. Right. No. That you got corrected immediately upon saying it. What did you say, though, about this Scotty Shuffler run? I said he's on like a Tiger-like run, except for Tiger was winning tournaments and Scotty's getting top five. And then Bruce got offended by that from across the room. Yeah, he said, well, it's, it's not a Tiger run then. Yep. It, but it kind of is one of these sustained success stories in golf that very rarely happens. You start looking around at the guys that have been anointed the next one in golf. They've been given the rocket ship in golf. These are going to be the guys that are going to carry golf into the next generation. Every single one of them fizzes out. Fizzes out. Fizzes out. Scotty Scheffler has just been up there, and then you watch him, and he's doing all this while missing putts that are this long. I have no idea how he is as good as he is at golf, how he scores as well as he does at golf, and then all anybody talks about is damn putting game. It's like if he gets that going, those wins that Tiger was getting, I think very feasible for Scotty to get dubs. And I know he's not a big like regret or frustration guy. Because there's only one person that he has to answer to. That's right. right. Lord and Savior. Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you for doing that for me. You died for me to sin. Mm -hmm. But I ain't going to sin because I'm trying to live like you. Because I won't be with you one day. Mm -hmm. I'm going to golf really fucking good, though, and keep it moving. Bingo. That's Scotty Scheffler's mindset. That's right. Exactly. And there's some players that play that way in all sports. There's other people that are real spiteful greatness. That's why they go about doing their their whole thing. There's really driven people. The way he kind of stays is his mindset is his religion. So I don't think there's ever a time where he gets like frustrated with himself or thinks back about it because it's always like in the moment, live good, be good, everything will be good. But damn, he's got to look at a couple of these putts that he doesn't make on Mondays and be like, should have won that one, should have won that one, should have won that one, should have won that one. I missed a putt last week. And I should have got like a, I should have had like a 38 or a 39 or something like that. I missed the putt. I was thinking about it. And that's three over par, yeah. four over par yeah, right in around. one round of nine. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine <laughs> losing three million or whatever uh, they had up to travelers yeah. here because of putts that I just should put in. I assume he's going to get it figured out, but congrats to Keegan and congrats to golf having another great weekend. Yeah. In these elevated events, it feels like they are better. Like even though last week we had the U.S. Open and it was awesome, when they do have all those top guys, in there and hopefully soon you know brooks and dj and we have more of that competition but the golf has kind of taken over a little at least for me because i thought the off season was going to be brutal but it's carried us you know multiple weekends and it's been pretty electric start to finish and then when you mentioned scotty even last weekend at the u.s open how many did he have lip out it's so frustrating especially in a major could you imagine that i'd be so mad it'd be that's why golf Sucks and is awesome. Yeah, it's a <laughs> it's a nice double edged sword there with golf is because mm-hmm. normally 
you know, people go in, uh, you get in a good groove. You get going, yeah. and then you kind of disappear. Like, for instance, Keegan's putter got real hot. Yep. Yeah. Keegan actually was bowing to his putter at <laughs> yeah. one point mm-hmm. during this whole thing. But then his putter will probably come back down to life. Oh, yeah. Or his clubs will come back down. Like, I'm not saying Keegan in specific, but I'm talking about golf as a whole. Like, you get hot, then some things get cold. Then your driver gets hot, and then all of a sudden your iron or your wedges can't mm-hmm. do anything. Like, that's what golf is. Scotty's just been yeah. so good at everything, and then the only conversation is, your putter, your putter, your putter. Sticks. It has to piss him off so bad, even though I, I don't know if he actually experiences that emotion. I mean, what was it, last week? Justin Thomas shot an 82, and I, then I think he went 10 under or nine under on Friday or Saturday. Like, it's absurd. Yeah, golf's stupid. Yeah. It is. So much fun, though. Oh, my God, it's the best. And it would have been, you know, obviously T's and P's to everyone around here, but we didn't really even get to watch the golf What yesterday. do you mean? No, we didn't. Well, uh, so a lot of tornadoes in the... Hope sur- everybody's okay. Exactly. A lot of real damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real. Uh, and in the surrounding areas especially, but um, I'm looking outside my window, and it's beautiful outside. It's sunny. There's no rain. There's nothing. And... They got the golf in a three centimeter box on the screen, and all of the you know the weather stuff. Hey, we're in. We got a tornado watch for the next forty five minutes to an hour, taking up all the screen. I said, okay, that's great. I want people to be safe. There, we saw the videos online. There's a lot of crazy stuff happening, like legit. We're in Nader season. It yeah, feels like very right now. scary peace stuff. Peace, everybody, but don't they know that I'm not in that situation right now? And I want to watch Keegan Bradley fucking. So here's know, the here's my issue with it. Okay, because I've made these, and I've had a Twitter that has been active for a long time. Uh Yep. So in Indiana, you know, this happens. Tornadoes come through here. It is sad. South side of Indianapolis, where my wife is from, actually got hit pretty good. Her parents uh, looked outside, thought they saw a flock of birds. Turns out it was a bunch of debris and wood. Jeez. Yeah, it was this. It was coming from this. So they were like one block away from here, I guess. Uh, Sam's obviously friends grew up in the same neighborhood, so she has a lot of people that were affected. We do believe those apartments right there were being built, not finished. So I think there is a chance that some of those have nobody in them yet, hopefully. And I assume we'll get a more accurate depiction of what all went wrong today in the coming days. It is a sad situation whenever the sky just picks for your shit to get deleted. I mean, it is is really a helpless feeling. And I'm from Pittsburgh where there's a lot of we got hills everywhere, and I do believe hills combat against the wind because out here it's always fucking windy. I mean, that's just how Indiana is. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really experience uh-huh. the nighters much growing up mm-hmm. other than the movie Twister and maybe in elementary well, school whenever well they had us run outside and go, go not outside, go down, down to the, the basement, basement yep. or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is no, and the teachers would even say, this is never going to happen uh-huh. in Pittsburgh, but like have to go through this whole thing. So you come out to Indiana and it starts happening out here. Not as much as Oklahoma, not as much as like maybe somewhere tornado out. Yeah. or whatever, but it happens out here. Mm -hmm. There's like towns that have been hit numerous times within the last few years, and I put out a couple of these tweets before, where it's like, come the fuck on. Like, everything's good. And then the immediate response is, well, they cover a lot broader area than just the area you're in. Right. So to piggyback on your point, you're not being selfish, because on the coverage at one point, when Keegan Bradley was about to tee off on 17, Mm -hmm. okay, on 17, they actually said, we no longer have any tornado warnings or watches in Indiana. It's all been downgraded to a thunderstorm. I'm like, cool, get the fuck off the TV. We hope everybody's okay. But instead, they just wanted to do one last trip Uh, around. Oh. They brought the house back for where people need to 
go after announcing that everything was downgraded to a thunderstorm warning. They bring in the visual 3D house of where people need to go to. If this ever happens again, this is where you need to go to. Mm. Keegan's teeing off right here on 17, still in the lead. Up three, I guess all could go to shit, but at least would be able to watch it a little bit. Then they get rid of that. Then, ooh, one started popping up a little bit down in southeastern Indiana. Mm -hmm. We got our eyes on this. And we're not saying it wasn't serious, but they took the tractor another round. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 15, 16 minutes yeah. until we went back. Keegan was giving his victory speech after he already won it. Over. So we would just like to say, we appreciate your service to the community, letting everybody know. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it sucked what happened to a lot of people. But as soon as that fucker goes down to a thunderstorm, Whoa. we don't even need you saying thank you for spending time. No. You, you job well done. Exactly. <sighs> Off the TV. Mm -hmm. out. Because the coverage uh, didn't start on time because the big three was on CBS. So it was like, you know, I kind of just was felt like late? I... Uh, I didn't watch it because the you know I had to watch the golf channel because that's where you know the the action was. But I just felt like I got gypped. I just felt like I got gypped. Well, we don't like tornadoes. No, we We're don't. We're done with tornadoes. Hate them. We are done with them. Yep. That's it. We're taking a stand. Mm -hmm. No more. No, no more, more tornadoes. That's not right. happening. Hey, they are. You literally just look at the sky and hope that it doesn't. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that terrible. video of that one. That video of that one of the apartment complexes mm -hmm. that are maybe being built there. That one could. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, it can change directions at any second. That yeah. one could come this Holy way. Bill Pullman Them Yeah, exactly. And there would be there'd be no who? Bill who? Bill Pullman. He was the... Uh, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton, you asshole. And he's dead, so Bill why don't Paxton, you just piss on his grave? He was the main actor in, in Twister. He knew. He fucking looked at the sky and he said, oh, that thing's going to fucking shift. So I was watching a little bit of NBC's local coverage, WTHR, because CBS's was... It was infuriating me with the way it was kind of going. They got to do what they got to do. Guy said, I got a couple chasers. Okay. That are texting me, mm -hmm. the guy that was talking. No way. And they're like, hey, see, funneled down in this time. So he had actually boots on the ground. Yeah, respect. Chasing these naders. I Genius. Was, I was really impressed yeah. with the coverage I was taking place. Yeah, Brian Krasenstein here. You know what I mean? I made Brian. Brian Krasenstein. <laughs> Great. Yeah. That's right. Obviously. By way of Eric Ford. Bingo. Mm hmm. <laughs> This is, I don't think oh, this, this is, is an old one. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is an yeah. old one. I think but, that's uh, actually at a golf course. It is, yeah. Yeah. Bro, tornadoes. Terrifying. These are not cool. Yeah, yeah, my house was them. hit by one in middle school. What? Yeah, real story. Michigan has? I didn't know Michigan has tornadoes. Yep, my neighborhood was hit. My best friend's house absolutely flattened. Our house had a million trees gone. Roof was all fucked up. Siding was all fucked up. We were all in the basement during it. And like everyone describes it, it sounds like a train goes right through your backyard. It's exactly what it was. It was crazy. Isn't it crazy? Your friend's house got... Yeah, and you completely, just, and yours lost your root, and then yeah. probably the house next to you, nothing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It makes no sense at all. Really? Like, legitimately, it came through... A tornado came through a town in Indiana two two years in a row, maybe. It was northern. I, I forget what it was. But, like, the exact buildings, I think, got hit. Again? Yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So rude. So, so, so rude. That's exactly what it was. It makes no sense. We just hope everybody's okay. But also, once it's just thunderstorms, we've yeah. been here before. Let's watch yeah, it. It's yeah, raining every day out here. Exactly. We are very much understanding that. So the golf got us through. This College World Series thing is going to be interesting. I cannot wait to chat with Ryan McGee here in Hell a couple yeah, hours. Because that whole cooking the bats thing. Oh, that's oh, yeah. an interesting conversation. Because huh, sure. when you're seeing these dudes just hit fucking bomb shots, bomb. 24 runs in one game in the World Series, they're going to talk about that forever, obviously. Yeah. So incredibly impressive. And tonight you got two aces.
Okay. Mm-hmm. Guy hit a couple home runs yesterday. Paisano, what's his name? Jack Caglioni. Caglioni. Whoa. He's pitching tonight. Yep. They're saying he's DN, like 6'5". He had two bombs yesterday. Then he's pitching oh, he's tonight. Amazing. This guy's a dog, I guess. Mm-hmm. This guy's a Shohei Otani here? No, let's pump the brakes on that. He's good. I mean, he hits and pitches, so yeah, he's he's okay. a stud. No Shohei Otani. Otani. It's Italian Otani. Let's, let's pump Hell the brakes yeah. on that, okay? Okay, so let's let's go back to the other side now. They got the Golden Spikes Award winner. Yeah, Dylan Cruz. This guy right here. Mm-hmm. And then pitching for them with a great mustache is Paul Skeens. And he's a guy, right? Yeah. TBA. He, uh yeah, he's yeah, to be right. He he pitched the other night and there's a good chance that uh to be announced. There, there's oh. there's a chance. <laughs> no uh, idea what that he'll means. probably throw a couple pitches, but he's gonna be like a top three pick. I think in his first start in Omaha, he threw like a hundred pitches. Fifty of them were over a hundred miles an hour. Like he's Jeez. he's a fucking so you know you want to talk like this other guy for Florida, he's a very good hitter. I haven't heard as much about him pitching. I'm sure he's, he's their number three. Uh, yeah, there you go. But like Paul Skeens is, and he's also like six seven. He's a big son of a bitch. True ace. Yeah, like well, true ace. And so hold on, did he get drafted before? Then he went to college. He chose not to go to the school. He yeah, drafted him. I would I would assume so. He probably got drafted in like the I don't know like 18th round or something like that. And he's he's going to be a, a like a top three pick now. And then he'll go right to the triple A to double A. What do you think? It, uh, because he's, how how like these guys that I'm watching? I texted you this. Mm-hmm. How many of these guys are going to the MLB? Because there's a couple dudes LSU. That great team, obviously, doing well, good vibes. I'm looking at them standing in the batter's box. I don't think I've ever seen a human that small in a batter's box. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that person probably not going to go to majors, but an incredible college player. But then they start talking about accolades that people have. And I'm like, well, are all these guys going to make it into at least some form of the majors or the minors or something like that? I would say a decent amount of these guys will get drafted. It's different in terms of like who you'll actually see playing quick. Like a guy like Paul Skeens, there's a chance. And now he's going to go so high that it might not matter. But in years past, You'll get guys who pitch in the College World Series, and then will end up like pitching in the bullpen for the team that gets drafted by him like later that summer. Okay, go ahead. Uh, in the latest mock draft on MLB.com, it's got Skeens going number one. It's got Dylan Cruz going number two. So that's two the two LSU and guys, then, and then Wyatt Langford, the Florida hitter, going number three. Okay, do high schoolers? I thought high schoolers got drafted. They high. do. They do. The, I thought number, that was the number the... four guy's a high schooler. Got it. Jeez. Out of Franklin, yeah, Indiana. The dude from Indiana. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a dog. Right? Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. We got one. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, we got one. Not easy in Indiana. There's no sun for like five months. Yeah. yeah. So all these, you know, you see Florida down there and LSU down there. Makes sense. Feels like a southern sport mm-hmm. just because the amount of time it feels like with weather. Because I think J.R. House was uh, quarterback at West Virginia when I was there. He was like a 26-year-old freshman or something like that because he got drafted out of high school to go play for the Pirates. But he would play football at West Virginia in the fall and he go play baseball in Florida in the spring. And I think he got drafted like first round mm-hmm. to the Pittsburgh Pirates out of the baseball in, uh, in Florida. Oh. But getting to learn about him and his story a little bit, seems like if your kid's good at baseball, you're going to Florida. You're trying to get to Florida as fast as possible. Is that real, or is that just all Southern states? Uh, I think in the Midwest, a big thing. Like, this kid from Indiana has been the Gatorade Player of the Year in Indiana two years in a row, and perfect game is, like, where you go to, like, these combines. And so kids in the Midwest, like, you don't necessarily have to move there. Usually if you go to one of these combines, like, there are enough scouts there. I think he's left-handed, and he throw, he's he's been clocked throwing, like, 97 miles an hour. So that's enough, especially when you see how good of a hitter he is. It's like, okay, young lefty, like, we can draft this kid and then develop him. So, like, I don't think you necessarily have to be down in Florida, but any kid who lives in the Midwest, like, a lot of times that's what it'll be is they'll be really good in their state. They'll go to one of these, like, perfect game showcases. They do well there, and it's like, oh, okay, this guy's – this 
kid's a fucking dude. LSU, great team. Florida, great team, I've yeah. learned. Oh, yeah. Okay, here mm-hmm. we go. Now we got another natty on the line uh-huh. tonight, huh? Mm-hmm. Nine innings, boys, for the rest of your life. All right. Here we go. So they would be doing old Paul Skeen's uh, uh, disfavor if they want had him go, hey, here's the ball. You got nine innings. Let's go win a natty. That would fuck him up probably too much. Uh, When's the draft? I don't know. The draft is uh, coming up here. I, I don't know exactly when it is. I think it's in July sometime. But it's tough because a guy like that, you would assume, like like you said, true ace. Like he's a gamer, you know. So if like you have a chance to win a national championship, absolutely. But it's also tough when you if you're going to get picked number one. It's like. Hey, it, like the kid from Stanford, everyone was saying about that because he threw like 150 pitches, and it's like he might he might get drafted, he might be a dude, but it's not like uh, this guy's going to be the first player selected. Like he we we can't fuck up the rest of his career. Would like to let everybody know that if the number one overall pick in football sat in the national championship <laughs> game mm-hmm. to protect himself for later, we would say biggest scumbag of all time. Yeah, can, yeah. Do can not play. draft that fucking guy to your team. National championship on the line. Didn't want to show up. What will we do for us? But in baseball, it's so much different, I assume. Well, well and he probably, like like, uh, like we were saying, he probably will pitch, but it's a matter of, like, is he going to throw four innings as opposed to, like, where he'd normally probably throw seven or eight? Like, there's a chance where, you, you know, like they give this tough. dude the ball. But also, he, he, give this dude the ball and say, go get us a national championship. Have to. He, have to, bro. How old is he? Like 21, 22. But he also, oh, my God. That's the thing, though, is he pitched two nights ago and threw 100 pitches. So that's really where it more comes in. Like he might not have his best stuff because he ah. was burnt out from, you know, earlier in the series. Okay, got he'll, it. He'll, well, figure it out, Skeens. Yeah, yeah. Skeens wants to he'll throw. Go. Oh, yeah, he wants to go. There's agents probably. Yeah. Teams, maybe even baseball, like MLB teams, For calling. Sure. Buck is their number one pick. Hey, as a maybe warm city. as a Yinzer, no, go Need win him. that fucking natty Need boy. The pitch that is, I, I think all of Pittsburgh would be like this guy won on hundred pitches. Two nights later, won another hundred pitches, won national championship. This is the guy we want. You're not hearing anything out of the future. Oh no. What if World Baseball Classic happens? That's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, it doesn't. This ain't the World Baseball Classic. It's the fucking national championship. Yeah, exactly. Di- different stakes. He'll, he'll pitch tonight. I just don't know if he's going to throw seven, eight innings. But if maybe he- McGee would tell us. We've been having yeah. connection issues with Adam Devine. Oh, so. No, uh, it's the outlaws. Yeah, it's Screwing potentially us. the the outlaws. That's a good concept. I can't believe that hasn't been used yet. Yeah, yeah smart. Like the in-laws. Mm-hmm. And it's in out. Obviously, it's right there. Right. That's why I thought it was it's such a great right movie. It's right there. It is. Yeah. It's a great film. Happy Madison production, obviously. Bingo. Only no bangers. Big did you hear about the Happy Gilmore kid? Just got. Uh, I did see that. He's going to play baseball at Ball State. Oh. Right? I thought it was Goff. I thought Goff. it was Goff. Yeah, that okay. would make a lot more sense. <laughs> I wasn't sure. If, he, if That's why. I saw Sandler it fucking flipped. Like, gave him a shot at. Yeah, how could he not? I yeah. mean, geez Louise, the guy birthed that kid pretty much. Yeah. Now he's swinging a stick pretty good. All right, so what do we do here? Uh, what, what, Z, what's going on? What is, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> we can start talking about KFCs and now lead yeah. to Waterloo, yeah. Yeah. which yeah, maybe leads to this guy. Into, yep, uh-huh. <laughs> we, yeah. Workaholics. Omaha. 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 Yeah. We just tried. Yeah. Right. Literally yeah. trying. Tornadoes. Uh-huh. We were trying our absolute best there. I, I, I don't know what to say. I, I just sent over a Zoom, so hopefully the Zoom Okay, sick, sick, sick. Okay. Okay. Don't, don't, don't. Okay. You have to worry about them jumping in. Hey, Zito had a bachelor party this weekend. Hell yeah. Down in Nashville, Tennessee. Congrats, Zito. Thank you so much. Zito's getting married, so we went to Nashville and celebrated a little bit. Uh, Connor, Foxy, Mm -hmm. and the boys were in Bill and Zeke. We're down. Bill. 
What a performance. Yeah, Fucking love Bill. Dominate. Pop the top. Billy Boots. Well, I think Nick took his shirt yeah, off. Nick went, popped his top. I went to the bathroom, came back, he was shirtless. Mm -hmm. And the moment <laughs> was documented, me going, how, how come Bill McComas is shirtless here? Later, I would find out in an apology text message that it was Nick who took the shirt off and then threw across the bar. Yeah. <laughs> Just so uh -huh. Nick, different level. Nick had to apologize to Bill. He yeah, felt obligated to do it. He his. was like flirting with it. You can tell Bill's been working out, so I think he had a whole new level yeah. of confidence in his beefcake bod. The and shirt he came to, off too fast. He too, wanted to show way. it off. Yeah, yeah. it was like, uh, oh no, don't take my shirt off. Oh, I don't want this to happen. And it was it a did. thousand degrees too. I mean, there was yeah. a, we were at a couple rooftop bars. It was real Holy hot, hell. closer to the sun up there. Mm -hmm. I'd go up like four hundred steps yeah. to get to one it was place. Great workout. It was phenomenal. I've been doing the stairmaster. I felt pretty good. Some of the drunk bozos behind me were struggling. <laughs> I was kind of pulling away. Felt like Keegan Bradley had to lead early uh -huh. and maintained all yep. the way up to the top. Nashville is amazing. Man. Nashville what, is amazing. What a city. That's your first time there, right? First time there. Never experienced anything like that either, where not only are there all those bars, of course, you know, Broadway has been talked about, them closing the street off. So it's just like a massive block party. You can just walk around anywhere. It, it, it was. Does that always happen, though? Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, wow. It, it felt that way, at least. that It was just kind of, yeah, this is how it is. And Sometimes the they're long goes. lines, but they, they were moving. They, they don't make you stand out there long because they have eight floors for every bar. It was fantastic. Yeah. I was there for, uh, for uh, five hours. Mm -hmm. yeah, That's five, a good five, Hey, six. amazing five hours, though. That was Great. awesome. We yeah. did it. Yeah. We did it. We went real hard. Yep. You know, I made an amateur mistake, though. What was that? I posted where we were, uh, and we were not thinking about leaving where we were. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have to post that on way out, the yeah. video of Foxy loving his life, standing up on the wall. Oh, mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Fucking blast. Having a time, and then Zito, obviously, rocking. So we did get to see a lot of people that watched the program. Yeah. It was great to see everybody. Yep. Everybody was very, very kind. A lot of drinks were being purchased for a lot, a lot. of different things. So a lot of booze were had. What? A lot of laughs. It was nice to put, you know, it was nice to just, like, chat with some people mm -hmm. that obviously we don't know that watch the show and what their thoughts are like and what the first thing they say yeah you know what i mean mm -hmm. like what comes to their mind whenever they see us a lot of you guys you guys uh i think stupid <laughs> but also like uh brilliant it was like an interesting the words that were being said from the people that watch our show that we ran into down there yeah. really really kind so we need to go back to nashville status man you do not have to twist my arm I'll, I'll go back there tomorrow if you want to you had a time of your life down there. Na nashville is a fantastic city yeah. i'm a big live music guy so usually you know in indiana even in massachusetts you can go to certain bars and there'll be live music this nashville has live music in every single bar the amount of people look at that mullet yeah. too by the way yeah the, oh, mullet, the mullet hit it, the mullet played yeah. it was bouncing out there yeah the mm -hmm. mullet's a real icebreaker immediately heading to nashville yeah with that mullet was the proper debut of that thing. yeah it worked out perfectly i mean summer solstice i'll never forget it and the biggest you know compliment for me was other mullets would come up and say hey that that's just an unbelievable mullet and i had to say it. and i say hey, you know what right back at your brother because that's an unbelievable is that mullet mecca of the world I would think mm. that Myrtle Beach probably. Yeah. yeah. That Myrtle. I mean, Nashville, not a bad spot to have a mall in. Saw, saw a bunch of mullets this weekend. Yeah, and a lot of mullets saw you too. Yeah, exactly. Connor that's, tried to alcohol poison me. That's what? not really? true. Why? That's not true. Did, I was sitting there. I had whiskey, Coke. Why? Two of them. Why? Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Two of them. Okay. Uh, I turned to chat to some Ohio fucks. Okay. Shout out Dave and him. I'm talking to him like this. And I turned back around. 
and I take a sip out of my drink, and it was just straight Crown Royal. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. both of them were filled all the way to the top, and Connor's over there <laughs> across the bar <laughs> laughing or whatever. I'm like, what is this? What is this? And then Zito, I think, says, uh, Connor just had the bartenders just put more Crown in both your drinks. <laughs> And I said, I'm suing you, mm-hmm. first Good. of all. Yeah, That's right. how I'll point. i got to get down 400 steps yeah. to get downstairs. I'm not going to be able to do that. And then fuck you. It's right to you. You know why we're not having fun? That's good. Yeah, come on. Why we're not having fun or whatever? Some was shining. I mean, the other move would have been to send you an Apple Teeny or something that would have been impossible to carry, but I decided not to do Same it. Same exact mindset, by the way, for everybody in that. Yes. Oh, yeah. There Certainly. Was, there was yeah. a NASCAR race that was happening there. There was the NHL draft was happening mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. There was a pride parade happening there the exact time that we were there. There were so many different events just taking place, let alone all the bachelor and bachelorette parties. And it felt like everything was kind of under control. Basically. (laughs) Nothing felt too overpacked, kind of under control. And everybody had the same exact mindset. What a city, Nashville is. Join us now, ladies and gentlemen. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Pumped about this. Thank God. Yeah, I don't know what else we would have been able to talk about if we kept trying to fill. Not sure. <laughs> this fucking guy is hysterical. His newest movie, The Outlaws, comes out on July 7th on Netflix. Interesting little take on rom-com mm-hmm. slash hilarity. Mm-hmm. Love it. He's also in Righteous Gems, I do believe. Gemstones, yeah. Boom, there it is. Mm-hmm. Formerly of Workaholics, Big Brain, born in Waterloo, claims Omaha. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Devine. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> What's up, boys? How's it going? Okay, so so incredibly pumped that you're here. Thank you for making time. Heard there was a little bit of a technical fiasco to get you on. Thank you for your patience and for joining us. Living this Zoom life, man. It's wild out here. Yeah, don't grab any lotion. Remember, that was the big thing about the uh, the COVID Zoom. Whenever that guy CNN goes and grabs the tube and then forgets he's... I have a whole uh, room full of people here. uh, (laughs) But that didn't stop me. I just got done jerking off. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all right, let's talk about it. Happy no, to hear that you're... I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did. He's, he's clear-minded. The guy's ready to go. Do you want to sell the movie or not? Ask him. Uh, so yeah, you, that's right. You can seemingly make anything hilarious. Uh, so congratulations on having that trait and ability that everybody is seemingly searching for in the entertainment world. Has that always been the way you have been? Have you always known that, known that you were going to be comedic actor, comedy guy, or was there anything else you were going to kind of stray into? Yeah, well, I think my it's my face... I feel like I came out and people were like, it's hilarious. Look at that thing. Uh, you know, I wanted to be a like a professional baseball player when I was a kid. And then I, I was hit by a cement truck when I was 11. And that. Um, that dashed. I was I was so good. I was. So good. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. You should have seen me in the fourth grade, man. Oh. Slugger. They were saying that guy. He knew what I would bring to the diamond. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, and then uh, the accident happened. I'm like, I guess I have to find another career. And everyone tells me my face is hilarious looking. Yeah, it's not just your face. It's the words that come out. Twenty six surgeries. Did we read that right? Yeah, something like that. It could be more. I I just knew it was over two dozen, so I just say twenty six. <laughs> two bakers dozen. Baker's Jesus nice. Christ! Yeah. I mean, that is yeah. so much recovery rehab. I couldn't even imagine what the life was like with uh, you know, the whole family, the support system, but also you having to go through. That. They said this thing both front the cement truck. There was three of them that had passed. Mm-hmm. You didn't know yep. there was four of these things though. Boom! Underneath front. Slid that like real. You should be dead, right? Real dead. Yeah. So there was three coming up the hill, and two were coming down at the oh. same time. And uh, my buddy yells, "Come on!" As in, like, 
I thought that meant coast is clear. He meant it as I'm just excited to go to the convenience store and try to look at Playboy magazines. Oh, come on! That's what he was. Come on. And uh, I'm like, good to go. And walked out with my bike, got crushed, taken under the wheel, spit out. Uh, I flew like 500 feet. Um, So that was like the when we, we like, you know, took him to court or whatever, you know, my family did. And uh, I flew 500 feet and I landed. I was hit in one county. And landed in another county. So they didn't know where to put the, <laughs> the like, the legis- or the lawsuit or whatever. Jeez Louise. Well, happy yeah. you're alive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What an inspiring tale, though. Huh? Crazy. At 11, you can mm-hmm. get hit by a cement mixer from one county mm-hmm. to the fucking next. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you're yep. on top of the world. Movie on Netflix coming July 7th, The Outlaws. Hey, this is a good movie. This is a good movie. That's we got the preview. Thanks. We appreciate that. Are you a part of the writing of everything you're a part of? Do you just act sometimes? Yeah, well, How's that work? I, mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't write this one, but I, I was with the, the whole process, which was really fun. I, uh, they, I, I met the writers years ago, and then they... Uh, I, I, they told me the idea and I didn't remember it. I like wrote it down in a, in a journal and then completely forgot about it. Nice. Are you guys there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is your time though. Hey, your time (laughs) to shine. Your time to shine. And then, and then I, uh, lost the notebook and, uh, like years passed. And then I found the notebook and I was like, whatever happened to this idea? This is a great idea for a movie. And they were like, nothing. We thought you hated it. And so I brought it to Netflix we developed the idea together, brought it to Netflix, brought it to Sandler's company, and from then it was off to the races. You you did great in Shrek in there. No, yep. yes, that's no, no spoilers. spoilers. Thanks, no man. spoilers. Thanks. You did great in Shrek. I wonder if yeah. that was a part of the big selling point. Uh, last question from me before the boys have a couple questions. Very thankful for your time. So, born in born in Waterloo, Iowa, raised in Omaha, claim Omaha, which might have been a part of the baseball thing. By the way, now hindsight, oh, yeah. looking back there, do you not claim Waterloo because John Wayne Gacy won Man of the Year there in uh, what year was, it was that? Like nineteen sixty nine. Nineteen sixty nine. Is that real? I don't. I don't even know this to be true. This is a real thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Hate oh, to say yeah. it to you, pal. Hey, Adam. I, I feel like they sweep that one right <laughs> under the. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty quickly, and fellow Waterloo, Iowa resident Ty Schmidt has a question for you. Yeah, Adam. Uh, Look at us go. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, go, I, go Blackhawks, man. That's right. Hey, Clark Cup champion. So many times, you know, I can't even can't even remember. Hell yeah, <laughs> John Wayne Hawks. Gacy. Let's go. go. Also, John, but mostly John Wayne Gacy. Well, <laughs> he killed. Most people in Des Plaines, Illinois, no one wants to talk about oh, that. No, you know, no. he was he, he well, he killed all of our good players, probably. That's possible. <laughs> we would also, be even better if uh, one of the best KFC franchises okay. in the nation uh, is the one he used to manage. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I'm sure you get the question all the time in terms of workaholics, and I know you have the podcast with all those guys, and there was supposed to be a movie that, for whatever reason, I think it was at Paramount, and they decided not yeah. to do that. Uh, you guys did Game Over, man, obviously, for Netflix. Um, outside of the podcast, have you guys talked about, is there anything in the works for you guys to do, like another uh, movie, or whether it's like, you know, a, a workaholics-like um, yeah. like well, edition? Yeah, when when they like pulled the plug on the movie, which was just like heartbreaking, it kind of knocked us on our ass. So uh, we kind of sat back and we're, we were all geared up. We were going to start shooting the movie in five weeks, and then they just pulled the plug on us, and and we just suddenly weren't shooting that movie. It's a huge hole in our schedule. Uh, so we're regrouping now and trying to figure out the next thing. But yeah, I mean, we, I love those guys. So we're gonna 
we're going to try to work together for the rest of our lives. Did you I not- hope to be like really old, really old people still trying to talk about our buttholes. <laughs> Nice. Hey, I hope you guys are too, man. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. Because you know, I'd be really hey, don't old. We all, don't we all wish that? Yeah, I'd be really <laughs> old. You guys be talking about your buttholes. I'd probably be like, that's similar to my butthole. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. I'll be yeah. about the same age. That I think that chemistry you guys have together is what makes it obviously so incredible. Five weeks before shooting, they pulled the plug. Did you guys, I mean, let, uh, like, fuck these people? What was the, I mean, that's a tough. Yeah, that, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that was the, yeah. the main uh, sentiment. <laughs> like, uh, fuck them until they die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But no, I mean, it's a business. You you get you get it. That they they came back from like the Christmas break, and there was like a regime change, and suddenly they were like, we just want to do global, big global things, and they didn't think that we were global enough. But I don't know, man. I've been all over this world and people come up and scream tight butthole in my face and keep it sleazy uh yeah all over all over this great land so i i think it would have done well but it is a cool thing that that is just relevant universally yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and paramount people just can never see that yeah you know what i mean buttholes are all over the fucking planet yeah hey it's not our fault it's universal we all have one hi oh definitely tone has a question for you adam yeah adam how quickly into filming were you like holy fuck i'm working with 007 dude i mean the when i found out i was at a baseball game with my dad and uh like I, I get a call and and I'm like, oh my God, Pierce Brosnan, 007. And my dad was like, oh, cool. We're watching the game. And I got so emotional. I, I swear to God, I like got misty eyed. I like basically started to cry. I was so damn excited. And then my dad looks at me. He's like, are you fucking crying? <laughs> are you crying right now? Pull it together. We're watching the game. So, uh, yeah, I was I was pretty emotional when I found out. Well, congrats to you, you know, and I mm-hmm. do like the fact that your dad was still focused on what was going on yeah. in that diamond. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah, he he cares a lot about the 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 Astros Pirates game that we were watching. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, is he are you Astros? Where Astros fans your dad a big Astro baseball? No, no, we were in uh we my dad like was going through cancer treatment. He's he's in remission now, so he's good. Hey, yeah. Adam, let's get you to a baseball yeah. game. Hell yeah, badass! Uh, but we were down there, so I t- I took him to a baseball game. Hey, you're a good son. How about it? Yeah. You know, now too emotional yeah. at the fucking game. Yeah. All right, my I'm, game. I'm my always fun. trying to work that in. Any interview I give, I'm trying to talk about how good of a son I am. <laughs> uh, talk about my accident. See see how I've came from nothing into something. <laughs> see that great this husband. PR 101. Hey, Pat. great husband though. Too. Oh my god. You see this guy, yeah, husband? Oh yeah. Unbelievable. I'm a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good guy. Yeah, you are. Hey, yeah, you are. That's right. Yeah. Last question here from Connor. Go ahead, man. Yeah, Adam, when you were first starting out, you know, was there anyone that kind of helped you kind of continue your career once you guys really started making it with uh, your show and everything going on? Or did you just kind of find it, figure it out on your own? Yeah, well, I mean, you got uh, my dumbass manager, Isaac, sitting right over here. Adam, baby, Isaac. Isaac. Yeah, big, big shout out to dumbass Isaac. Uh, love him. <laughs> And uh, he's been with us the whole time. But, yeah, it was just sort of no one tells you there's not like a real game plan or like a real path. You just sort of figure it out on your own. Like to tell you the truth, like I almost didn't do those Pitch Perfect movies. I because it was it was right after Workaholics. And I was like, I don't know. This is singing. It's acapella. And I remember Blake came into my office late at night. 
I brought the script in. Durs read a little bit. He's like, I think it'd be funny in this movie. And then Durs was like, or Blake was like, yeah, me too. And then late that night, he comes into the office and goes, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to ruin all of our careers. And I'm like, oh, you really think that? Uh, and then I did it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Worked out great, though. Worked out yeah, great. Yeah. You had good vision. Yeah. You had good fi- Anything you want to do that you haven't done yet? Doing a movie I mean, yeah, with 007. I, I, yeah. yeah, pretty sweet. I mean, I, I love uh, this movie, The Outlaws. I, I got to do like a lot of action, which I haven't done a ton of before. A little bit in Game Over, man. But yeah, doing the action comedy is, is really kind of what I'm, I'm concentrating on now. And, uh, you know, my agents always want me to do something a little more dramatic. And I'm sure I, w- I would like to do that to, to stretch myself a little bit. But I'm, I'm not worried about it. I love doing what I'm doing. All right. Well, we appreciate the hell what you're doing as well. The Outlaws coming to Netflix on July 7th, starring this man who got hit by a cement truck from one Connie to the other, who can out-husband any husband yep. on yep. earth mm-hmm. and save the kid from dying just yesterday. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm divine. Thank you, buddy. How about that? But yeah, people said my face is funny to look at, so that was always good. <laughs> yeah. I like how he just kind of avoids that. He he does have the capability of making pretty much anything yeah. funny, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's been a couple of people that are in the funny game that I've met and they're around and I'm like, this this person kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how you you're not you're not you're a millionaire from being funny? You're not funny at all. No I've way. been around about two thousand people more funny than than you. They should all be in there. And then you start learning about some people's type and how they go about doing what they do. It's like, feel like you drop that guy into any room, he's going to be funny, which you I can, fucking appreciate. You can tell it was quick because he was like, yeah, there's a room full of people here. Didn't stop me from jerking off of. Yeah, bingo. Yeah, that was sweet. Yeah, and uh, that Zoom era, there was some... Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of them. Not just, you know, the CNN guy. I mean, you could see one every other week on Twitter sometimes. One what? When you talk about... When- You'd see one guy who, you know, they're in the middle of a big corporate meeting and he says, like, holy fuck, I got to jerk off. And instead of turning his camera off... Or and everybody else is... Oh, no. Oh, no. 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 Jeremy. Jeremy. Yep. Raj. Exactly. You're live. You're live. You're live. It happened a lot. AJ said it almost happened to him. What's that? AJ. He said it almost happened to him. He was in a call and somebody almost started bopping? I think he he was the person that almost started bopping. AJ Hawk was yes, going to really? start bopping That's on his why, That's why he always brings <laughs> up tubing. I have not heard that. Yeah. All right, we'll talk to him in about 12 minutes or yeah. so. I'm excited <laughs> to get his take on that whole thing. Let's do some phone calls. Shout out to Adam Devine. Maybe we do do that again. Yeah. Yeah, that was he was, he, good. He was good. Yeah. And that cement truck thing. Really Wild. Wild. 26 surgeries. Yeah. That would be so stressful for the parents. Oh, my God. 500 feet one county to the they need to make a movie about that yeah yeah how about his friend come on yeah. <laughs> you want to look at porn yeah. who sued that kid so he sued the driver i assume uh, yeah, the, yeah. Comp- the cement company yeah, i would assume he was that because to. probably yeah, at that stage i think yeah. you do have to i thought he in my head i quickly thought he sued the kid who said come on yeah, should have could have because he yeah. said that well he was saying i was excited to go get some nudes mm-hmm when really it sounded like you said, come on, come on, yeah, come good. on. Coast is clear. You got tossed the entire length of a football field. Let's go to Andrew in Florida. What's going on, Andrew? Hey, how you doing? Keep it moving. Hell nice. yeah. Hey, so I just wanted to talk about the Marlins and Pirates yesterday. All right, sorry. Let's go to Tyler in Arizona on the 500 front line. What's going on, Tyler? <laughs> hey, how's it, how's it going, boys? Keep it moving. Hell yeah. Nice. Uh, nice. Sorry, I'm a uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Hell yeah. I just want to talk about how I think the Niners 
Next next season, I think this is our, this is finally our chance. Gonna win it all? I fucking hope so. Hell yeah, Tyler. I, I like the optimism. Why not? Why not? They could. Last year, they could have. Yeah. And then the most unlucky NFC championship first quarter in the history of any championship game happens to the Niners. One play after the next. Yep. Arm gone on the quarterback that you had. Backup arm gone. Bosa's leg cut on what? Mm-hmm. Special teams play. He's standing on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Has that happened all year? Definitely. Hundreds of times. Yeah. Has never happened. But right now, nowhere near as explosive. Fred, dislocated shoulder. I mean, just like everything that happened. The fourth down catch. That wasn't a catch. Boom. Boom. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> Two years before that. Literally, football God said, not today, bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seemed like that's what they said yeah. to the Niners. And go on to your point. They've been good for that. a long Fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. I mean, they had the lead, yeah. right? And then Mahomes did that fucking play. Can't remember the name of it all. Wasp. Yeah. Wasp. Yeah. I'm going to run backwards. You just kind of exactly. <laughs> run all the way to the right and then run left. Yeah, you're faster than everybody. So, so? once that safety flips his hips, I'm just going to close my eyes and throw it as far as I can. Yeah. And then it's going to be one of the biggest plays in Super Bowl history. Yeah, I'll yeah. hit you right in stride. And. Mm-hmm. Jimmy's going to miss one. Yep. And then we're going to score another touchdown. Is that Manny Sanders? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. He missed, yeah. Well, and then they had the uh, the play, I think, in the first half where he hit Kittle for like a 68-yard gain or something like that, and then there was like holding or something. Yeah, I got called back, <laughs> yep. So mm-hmm. unlike, hey, Niners, we're pulling for you. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be tough, though, with the AFC. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the AFC, whoever you're getting out of there is going to be obviously very battle tested. Yeah, D'Amico leaving too. I mean they added Hargrave from Philly, but D'Amico Ryan's leaving feels like that's probably uh Salah left. Yeah. yeah. True, they just carried it on. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, maybe Fred. Yeah. When you got Fred and, and Bosa, Bosa yeah. and Lil uh Paul Molo. Yep. Yeah, Huafanga. Yeah. Huafanga. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be good. Yeah, for sure. George Kittle's George Kittle. Yeah. Yep. D-line got better. McCaffrey's McCaffrey. not bad. Debo is Debo. Debo is disappointed in last year, too, so you know he should probably. Yeah, I remember he was at Radio Road not doing anything. No. You remember he was doing interviews? Yeah. And basically just like, say something dumb, I'll smack him off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Test broke it down, but yeah. Took a little bit. We had to get through a wall. I yeah. mean, that was not. We were watching videos of him doing other shows before he was coming on our show, and I was like, "Fuck, Debo is not through." How could you though? I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah makes it, sense. With everything that just happened, how? Because this is three days after that most unfortunate thing that we got to watch them have to go mm-hmm. through whenever they were in Philly. Should have definitely made the Super Bowl in their eyes, mm-hmm. for sure. in every fan's eyes, with the way they were playing. And they couldn't even. They didn't even have somebody that could attempt a forward pass. Nope. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. Couldn't even attempt a forward pass in the NFC Championship. You go through this entire year: highs, lows, get hot, run hot, defense flying, offense flying. Mister Irrelevant is slicing and dicing. Yeah. This is the next Tom. Uh-huh. This is the guy that nobody expected he's going to be it. And then just everything. <laughs> Right out from underneath you in the biggest moment as soon as the game starts. That is crazy. And then Debo's doing interviews a couple of days later, and he was he was not over it yet. No, he, no wasn't. he wasn't. Understandably so. That was kind of fun, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and now Just we- kind of looking at him. <laughs> you hate that you're doing yeah. this. You got you. They're forcing you to do mm-hmm. this right now. You don't want to answer these questions. Get out of here, Debo. Hey, Debo, you guys going to win the Super Bowl yeah. next year? <laughs> yes. All right, stop asking me fucking questions. <laughs> Let's go to Brad in Kansas on the 500 phone line. What's going on, Brad? Fat boys, how's how's it going? Nailed it. Going. Yep, nailed it. Um, quick question: Why are the Bills with their new stadium only putting in sixty thousand seats and not going the SEC route and putting in like a hundred thousand? So, Brad, here is uh, a great topic to talk about. 
So you put in 60,000. They have 63,000 season ticket holders. You also probably make a little bit more suites, a little bit better Wi-Fi. You can probably upcharge those 60,000. So whenever it's 100 and some, this is supply and demand. This mm-hmm. is just classic supply and demand. 100 some thousand, if you can fill that up every single week and you get properly priced yeah. like these college institutions who have literally generations of families that come every single year. So as they're giving birth, you're actually gaining a person that is going to be sitting in your stadium for the rest of your life and their life. So I think the reason is strictly business, but also they're trying to make it a little bit nicer. Remember, SoFi has like more suites than anybody in history. Yeah, different levels. And it was like, this is going to be what the future looks like. I think that's probably why Buffalo did what they did. There's actually a level of suites in SoFi that you can't use. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, do not buy the sideline suites at SoFi ever. Yeah. Unless you just want to look at butt cheeks all day. Or just watch the game on TV and just yeah. stick around. Yeah, because the seats aren't even that comfortable in there. No, no they're not. So it's no, not even cool like you're – yeah. Or a guy get ran over. Yeah, I saw a guy wow. die. Gorgeous stadium. We're not allowed to talk about it. Beautiful stadium. Gorgeous. Doesn't have an actual roof. Rain does come inside. Yep. That was a lot of rain. A lot of rain. A ton of rain. It is a gorgeous stadium, but yes. there are certainly some massive flaws. Sideline suites, not worth so a bad. single penny. Rain inside, national championship, with no real mm-hmm. uh, way to drain it, devastating. Yeah. But other than that, fucking beautiful. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, sure. Unbelievable. Prices. Eight, 8K cameras falling out of their, falling out of the roof, pretty much. Yep. Mm-hmm. But they were getting wet. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Could you imagine them when he put it together? Well, it's L.A. It never rains here. Yeah. And all of a sudden, climate's like, yes, it does. The biggest moment. Airport almost got shut down. That's how much it rained there. It's raining, Actually, raining over there. Actually, yeah. shut down, yeah. It did get shut down. Yeah. How, about, how about... I'm not getting into it. No, no, no. Well, might as well. I watched that Titanic submersible. Oh, sure. oh yeah. You watched the 25-minute oh, yeah. vlog by Dolmy D, I think his name is. Dalmy D, uh, I don't know his name. Pretty big on YouTube. He's a treasure hunter, and he was offered the opportunity to go do this Titanic submersible on Mission 3, Ocean Gate Mission 3. Mission 5 was the one where we found about them all dying about an hour and 45 minutes in when they lost connection. And I watched his vlog of this guy. He was super excited to go do it. You go up to Newfoundland, Canada, then you hop on another boat, and then that thing goes out to sea. You're staying in a tiny little cabin. You go all the way out to sea for a couple of uh, days with nothing else. You're asked, like, if you want to work on there. The waves are – the whole boat is uh, like legit yeah. actually rocking up there. You're up in, near the Arctic, I guess. So it's, like, really kind of doing its thing. And this guy was super excited to go see the Titanic, see the Titanic. They did not go down – because there was a connection flaw between the Ocean Gate submersible and the people that were keeping it. So they actually, one half of the computer wouldn't connect to the thing. So all the people that went on this boat all the way out there thought they were going to do this submersible. It got canceled, though. They did not do it because the submersible did not have the technology to connect to whatever. So they had to cancel it. The CEO was there, the guy that was on there. PH is another guy that was on there on the Mission 5 or in this one. And then they did a test dive back closer to it, which was literally them just getting off of the thing it was on and floating at the top of it. But you got to see the inside of it. You got to see what the goal was. You got to see what they were selling. And you also got to see the people that were like very obsessed. This guy was super pumped Mm -hmm. to be like 
doing this. He was getting motion sickness, I think, out in the middle of the ocean. But he was, like, super excited to potentially go see the Titanic. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't the only one. There was other people on the boat. So I watched this entire thing, and I got a lot of respect for the way this guy operates. He seems to be a good host. Seems to be a a good talker. He's 3.7 million followers or whatever. But, yeah, the whole thing from start to finish seemed like a pretty miserable experience for those people that passed away in there. And obviously very sad, but also follow-up. Let's not be doing dumb stuff. Yeah, Let's not be doing dumb stuff. If you watch the video, there's absolutely no chance that any of us are getting no, that. Ever. No it's way. unbelievable. You get to watch them screw the door shut. And that was the most Fuck terrifying that. thing I've ever seen watched. It's a jail cell. Yes, yeah, it was so small. Actual jail cell happening, and they screw it shut. Like, they have one bolt that screws it, and then yep. there's, like, another 16 on top there. But the controller in the system was flawed for Mission 3. Yeah. Yeah, that's them um, screwing it in. Oh, nice. Look at that. That's safe. Yeah, and that's the inside of it there. Yeah, I mean, just the process of getting there sounds so bad. Yeah, yeah. There's people obsessed with it, though. Hey, they were very pumped with it. Uh, not us. Treasure Hunter ever uh, find treasure? Or? Uh, so, I don't know if he's found He's got a lot of followers. I assume he's done something, right? I had to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do something. Is there treasures out there? Oh, I watched fucking Nicolas Cage do his thing. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And that's based on your story. A lot of ships carrying treasures wrecked. A lot of them. Yeah, but I don't think he would have been able to get any of those treasures. He would have just seen it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Pirates, maybe, were those ships Down in the crashed? Caribbean, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, oh, you think he's going down to get some booty? Yeah. Some pirate booty? That's what I think. It's certainly possible. Maybe. I, he's got a lot of followers, subscribers. The video was well done that I watched. Very it, good. It was a full thing. His girlfriend was filming him in certain parts. Yeah. It's pretty good. And he explained how he didn't have to pay for it. Someone dropped out, so he got to go on it. So it was completely free for him. So Mr. Beast, it's crazy. Mr. Beast dropped out. No, nah, Mr. Beast never accepted the invitation to go on there. And the internet community is happy about that. Happy mm-hmm. you didn't go, Mr. Beast. Mm-hmm. Happy you didn't go. Damn shame about that Rubik's Cube kid, though. Uh, yeah, yeah I know. Is. But actually, uh, I sent a video into the group. Um, that kid didn't stand a chance because there's another Rubik's Cube kid who no just broke a world record. So, yeah, very very sad, but he was not going to break a world record. Let's get to a break. On the other side, we got A.J. Hawk, who... Uh, he might have. What about space? So, yeah, there's a space submersible they're offering for 450000 Oh, that's not okay. bad. 17 windows on it. Shout out to yeah. Richard Brandt. Russell Brandt. Richard, Richard Branson. There it is. This guy, he had an island and whatever Mariah Carey did her Cribs episode for. Yep. Oh, yeah. That thing looks legit. You think so? I do. Oh. Yeah. I'm not saying I would do it, but. Yeah, no thanks. I don't think that looks legit. $450,000. You get a chance to hop on this bird <laughs> that takes you up to space. Has 17 windows, so you'll be able to see what you're doing. You'll be, get the un- to unlatch so oh, you can float around. Oh, nice. Yeah. $450,000 after what just happened. It's going to be a no for me, dog. There, there will be people that will get in this, and I want to let them know, thank you. Okay? Yeah. Thank you for the photos. Thank you for being um, like the guinea pigs here. Mm-hmm. Thank you for all that. But it ain't going to happen to me. No, no, no. Definitely no. don't ask William Shatner. Branson already had a space. Service. So this dude's been trying to get to space longer than everybody else. Like yeah. I, I know Elon comes from space, so he kind of just hopped in the game and did that whole thing. But I think Virgin has been trying to get to space yep. for a long, long time. Yep. Branson has been pumped up about it. Started his music label. Mm-hmm. And just kind of owned everything. Airline, yeah. Bought yeah. an island. Then yep. launched sweet planes that were only first class, but you can only fly to like four cities with them. Uh-huh. Right. And then now he's going to space. Unbelievable. With the feather. $450,000. a lot of money. Who the fuck? 
That's a niche clientele. Don't forget, sometimes space changes people for the worse. Yeah. What? Bill Shatner wants to kill himself ever since he went to space. Not anymore. He has a cool show. Nope. He still wants to die. His words. He did say, once you get out there, you just realize there's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. The absence of everything. Mm -hmm. I'm just so small and just don't matter at all. Did you watch episode two of Making It to Mars? I think it's on this week. There was a preview that has leaked, though, Marshawn Lynch with oh, a flamethrower, I do believe. Fun. Stars on Mars. Thank you. Actually, a pretty good show, I think. I think it's going to be a good show. Cast seems pretty sweet as far as everybody not being. Lance Armstrong just threw himself right into the middle of the. He did. Uh, yeah. He did. Love that. Is he back? <laughs> I think it was half, I think it was some of the world he's going to be. Yeah, uh, a lot of people. <laughs> it was some of the world. <laughs> what I miss? What he do? He's diving right into the uh, transgenders in sports. Oh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Lance oh. Armstrong. I didn't know that. But okay. Before that, people hated him for a lot of couple different. Well, days. Cheater was trending this weekend. Yep. Because all the people that are pissed about the conversation that he's having. Uh, just wanted to remind everybody. Hey, don't know if you forgot or not, mm-hmm. but the person that's saying this. Cheater, cheater. Yep. Cheater. A lot of people also saying all the ball on this guy. All right. Let's get to a break. (laughs) Did see several of those. It's awesome. And joining us live from Manhattan, Ohio, is a man who's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion. He's a Ryder Cup winner, not a champion, but he is the champion of Ohio. Father of 10, COVID survivor, the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers. Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hall. AJ, let's get right to it. Okay, what's up? How was your weekend? How was your weekend? <laughs> it was good. Adam Devine, I'm a big fan of his. I thought he was good on here. He yeah, I, to get it. I thought he'd done good, too. I, I appreciated yeah. his uh, energy and how he went doing it. And there was obviously a 15-minute delay behind the scenes, too. Couldn't connect, so happy that he kind of dealt with that. Bunch of people in the room seemed to be comfortable. He mm-hmm. hope he comes on again July 7th. Banger. The Outlaws. Outlaws. Yeah. So good. The Outlaws on Netflix. Loved it. Hell yeah, AJ. Okay, you guys all, you did seem to all really love it. I know you you threw in multiple things that happened throughout the movie to kind of let him know, hey, I saw this thing. I did see it, oh, you know? Yeah, so yeah, good. Did. I seen it. I did see uh, it. If he's in it, it's good. I like, uh, what, it, Righteous Gemstones? I like that. Yeah. He's good in that show. That July 8th, I think. is. Oh, so he's going on a run. Back to back. I think it's like back hey. to back, I do believe. I, I think Adam Devine's about to have quite a time, a divine time, if you will. Uh-huh. He's incredibly hilarious. Let's dive into you. You were at Notre Dame this weekend. Did the wife bust out the old uh, oh. the split jersey? <laughs> yeah. Or how was uh-huh. South Bend up there? No, Yeah, I took a took a bus to South Bend because my brother-in-law, Brady, his fourth child, his, his son, uh, was getting baptized. And so my wife and I were the godparents. So the whole fam rode a bus there and back and... Did the whole thing. Got my kids got to catch balls from him on the on the field there in Notre Dame. It was sweet. Whoa. It was a great experience. From Brady Quinn, they got to catch balls from Brady Quinn on the Notre wow. Dame football field. Holy wow! Shit. Yep. Jesus was oh, there yeah. going touchdown. Yeah, touchdown. Jesus, Jesus is still there. Holy yeah. hell! They've been trying to remove Jesus from a lot of places. They ain't gonna remove touchdown no. Jesus from Notre Dame. No way. Not never. Uh, Brady Quinn viewed as a god around there. Well, I guess not because actual god is viewed yeah. pretty big there. True. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Uh, Brady Quinn, a lot of good friends around there. Brady Quinn remain around there. What is the connection just because it's Notre Dame? Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, I mean, he lives in Florida, but yeah, he's still, yeah, he's super heavily involved, like in their whole NIL situation, everything they're doing with that. And yeah, he, he still knows. Oh, okay. Well, congratulations to your god kid on doing the whole yep. thing. Unreal. Yep. Marcus Freeman there. So now he has another kid. Was Marcus Freeman there? 
I did not see Marcus. I would assume this is when the like this this past weekend was like the last recruiting time when they could have like official visits. I would assume everybody just jets out of there for vacation. Well, they better not do in-person visits when they they should. No. Because I saw a very serious piece on TV. Yep. About Penny Hardaway. That's right. Messed up. Disappointing everybody. Uh, so messed up. I, I almost like started laughing while I was watching this. They're like, Penny Hardaway known for a lot of good blah, 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 blah. But right now he's in the spotlight for not a good reason. Uh, oh. Turns out he did too many in-person visits whenever you weren't supposed to do in-person visits during recruiting. He's getting suspended three games or something. Like three games Holy he's getting suspended. Holy shit. Three. Three of them. Should be Just three for in-person years. visits? Yeah. yeah. Dude, with the way the NIL is right now, with uh, I mean, who knows? How was it, I thought there's no rules anymore, really. Well, that's that's why whenever it was being presented to me like this was a big deal, <laughs> I couldn't take it serious. I'm like, what are we even talking about? Who knows what college sports look like as a whole in the future? But we'll follow it. We will certainly follow it. Have you followed along at all with what's going on in Omaha? This has actually been pretty electrifying, AJ. I, I've found myself turning it on. Now, I said... Very loudly and proudly and confidently, I would not watch this College World yeah. Series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I said, why are we talking about this? Who cares? Then you start like realizing there's literally nothing else on TV. Not at all. So it's like, all right, I, I guess I'm going to watch this. Then you start to experience it. You start to hear about all the shots that are being purchased at that one bar. Mm-hmm. You're hearing about Ryan McGee, who's joining us here in, in about an hour, say, like, once you go to Omaha, you won't go to Omaha every single oh, year. That's right. There's people that go to Omaha. Their team isn't even in tournament because how much they love it. So you start like kind of painting this image of this incredible event. And then I start watching. There's balls flying mm-hmm. they play a good little brand of football metal bats it's fun to watch baseball with metal bats like just the sound of it and obviously how far they hit it and now obviously the, the amount of runs scored makes it a little more exciting i think that's to watch for us no of course and the metal bats are real that sound is something it makes it a little bit more electrifying but then all the players seemingly are pretty hilarious yeah mm-hmm. all of them seem like they're beauties you know what i mean yeah. like, <laughs> i got beauty 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 that's what that's what it feels like so i've enjoyed the college world series tonight game three of the world series you got the number one overall pick up here we don't know how long he'll be pitching for allegedly and then you got the gold Spikes Award winner right here taking on Paisano, who's a pitcher and a hitter, and also Cuzzy for Florida, the other guy. White Langford. White Langford, who's top three pick, I guess, in the entire thing. A lot of talent on the field, AJ. It's going to be a good one tonight. Yeah, it is. I actually saw, when I was like in fifth grade, I was in Knoxville, Tennessee for a basketball tournament, and in between games, we went to a Tennessee baseball game, and ever since then, like I knew college baseball is sweet, especially in person. If you can go to a game where they actually care about it, like it's pretty cool, man. They have like old school chants. They mess with the managers. They mess with the umps. It's cool. Yeah, it's good vibes. Yeah. Yeah. And I do like the fact that they all just decide to go to Omaha too, and they're like, yeah, got to go to Omaha. Because yeah. like Florida LSU, there's probably a few different stadiums that that would be great at, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. especially because they probably know right. each other really well. And it's like, no, God doing Omaha. Omaha is the place. Congrats, Omaha, hosting such an incredible event that that has not gotten moved out at all or thought of. It's electrifying. Well, and remember during COVID when sports were first coming back, that was at least for me the first introduction into college yes. baseball. And those environments were absurd. I think it was Arkansas and Ole Miss maybe. They both had – I mean, the, the entire – you know, outfield is stacked with people with like huge flags at these places. Beer going bones, nuts. yeah. Mm-hmm. Beers, beans, college beer. atmosphere. We get like the college football yes. atmosphere at a baseball game. Yeah. Now, West Virginia baseball, obviously, Big Twelve champions this year. Is that so, right? Really? Really? Yeah. Right. So, so another disappointing ending to the season, huh? Well, yeah, not, not they won the Big Twelve this year. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, we did over Oklahoma. I saw Texas. I didn't know. 
No, we won the regular the yeah, regular season championship. Regular oh. season championship. oh no, so not the tournament. We're hanging a banner. I mean, what are mm-hmm. we? Well, you hang a banner for anything, right? Now there. we got a new coach in West Virginia, Josh Island. Let's go. Hey, good okay. guy. I like this guy. All right, Josh. I've met this guy. Good guy. He keep all the kids we're going to transfer to. They're all coming back. The football. He's, he's coaching basketball? football too. Basketball. Basketball. I, oh, okay. I, saw, I saw otherwise. No, yeah. no. They they started to paint it that way. This guy went on his horse, saved them. Yep. Okay. Got really? two or three guys to come back. That yeah. top that top five kid, he's You know back. that for sure? What's that, pal? You know that for sure? Like it's confirmed? Yeah, two guys posted. They said they were thinking about transferring. They're not going to now. Yeah, they're oh, good players. Good. Did I know their names? No. no five or six earlier. They were right? thinking about transferring, so. Good ball I mean, players. They're coming back. Yeah, that, that's good. good. Josh rallying the team, keeping them together. This one's, we're going to go do this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're, boy, oh, boy. You seem very confident. West Virginia, man. Are you sure you don't want to just jump ship now and we should just become fans oh. somewhere else? Well, that's an interesting thing because, you know, like, it is starting to feel like we're maybe UConn. Yeah, basically. But UConn just, you know. Won national championships. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah Our like, rifle team is still unstoppable. Yeah. So I don't want to hear shit from anybody, okay? If this was, if our teams were to go to actual war, mm-hmm. we're winning. So sure. just remember that. Okay. There was a war where you got to okay. set up and you got to get set and take as much time as needed to squeeze off a nice shot and there was no one else shooting at you. You would dominate war. There's shot clocks, dude. What are you even talking about? Take as much time as you need. And they're wearing skis, too. Bro, you know, bro they're yeah. doing... <laughs> they're right in there. Mm-hmm. I know. They're right. That's very, it's very impressive. I agree. They're controlling their hearts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking Buckeyes start rolling in. What is that? What is that left arm doing? That's what do that? thing. It's rapid. Yeah. Locking uh, it around. Yeah, you, you don't know. think if you put a fifty cal on their heads, they're gonna be able to fucking figure that thing out? Thank you. Yeah. Rifle oh, team. Out. When is rifle we'll season? It it's all year, Foxy, okay. especially with all motherfuckers right. like you trying us. <laughs> when, when's the national championship? Usually, <laughs> it's already happened. We won it two years, mm-hmm. two yeah. times the same year. Oh so. shit. What? What? Month? Let's talk about some sports. <laughs> um, Elton Jenkins is talking. About his quarterback, you know, and Jenkins, uh, Jenkins, we know G is silent, mm-hmm. has been on the Packers for a few years on the offensive line, which has obviously been a bit of a question mark over the last couple of years due to injuries and other things like that. But all words out of camp about Jordan Love continue to be flooded with love. Here's Elton Jenkins on Good Morning Football this morning chatting about the new trigger man in Green Bay. His approach to the game, like when he first got in the league, you know, he wasn't our starter, but the way that he walked around the locker room, the way that he approached the game, you know, he always approached every game as a starter. So we know that he can be prepared and just ready to go on Sunday or whenever we play. So um in OTA seen a lot of good things from Jordan, a lot of a lot of leadership. He stepped up as a leader a lot. So um, I'm very excited for his future and I'm ready to play with him. Hell yeah, huh Let's AJ? Go. Huh? Things are good in Green Bay. Things are great in Green Bay. Yeah, I would assume the floor said like, "Hey, this is your team. Like, act like it. You're you're our guy. We run through you." So you want him to kind of grab the reins and go. So we talked about Goody about how hey, this team is now Goody's legacy. Yep, that's what this is going to be. Whether he likes it or views it that way or not, this is certainly what it is. Yep. Lafleur too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Lafleur, this is yeah. Lafleur have as long. As Goody has, I think that'll be an interesting thing. Yeah, I don't know. But, it, I mean, that, that was the, the narrative when, you know, I mean, a lot of people, like L- Lombo has said it many times, it's like, hey, you know, he, he has the highest winning percentage of any NFL coach through his first we go. three years or whatever. There we but, go. Sure. But also, you know, like, 
Rodgers won two MVPs, and you know you don't really need to like how much coaching did he have to do for Rodgers? Like, granted, a lot of people said that his offense kind of helped bring Rodgers back to that MVP level, but like we'll see because there's also the the side of it where it's like he's a play caller. He is kind of the to a T one of those guys that Lombo also talks about where it's like his head's buried in the play sheets. Like they had all these issues on defense and special teams, and he didn't really do anything. Kind of just said like, hey. Those coordinators are going to get it figured out. I'm not making any changes, which was kind of like a, well, you are the head coach. You're not just the offensive coordinator. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I think he's going to get a lot less shine if they, you know, like if they don't play well, I think it's going to come down on him more so than it will on Goody. And on Love. Yeah, so sure. I, I think it's an interesting thing for LaFleur, which he knows what he signed up for, being a head coach in the NFL. But this is a real deal now. Like, you know, Devontae has, uh, I don't know if he came out and said it, I forget if he said it or just everybody else said it, about how Aaron's so good, Aaron's so good, Aaron's so good, in Devontae's camp is like, Devontae, really fucking good. Devontae, really, really good. Devontae, really, really good. And a lot of people thought maybe Devontae didn't give as much credit because Aaron was so good. So they were thinking to themselves like, ah, you know, LaFleur, right? He's heard Aaron's the reason. Yeah, Aaron's thing. the reason. Yeah. Aaron's the reason by everybody. I, I'm sure his eyebrows are going to be sharp. I'm sure he's going to look good. But it's a whole different set of circumstances this year for LaFleur, AJ. Yeah, I'd say it's it's very different. It ha- it's going to feel weird for him, I would imagine, especially leading up to that first game. But it's also a huge opportunity for him. He can kind of solidify, hey, yeah, I am, I am that guy. I can still win no matter what's going on around here without Aaron Rodgers. That's what he wants to be able to prove, I guess. You want to hold on to your job. You want to – you want to continue to be the Packers head coach, I would imagine, for as long as you possibly can. I heard I heard LaFleur giving a speech about Jordan Love, probably in that Philadelphia game, through Elton Jenkins, where he's like, this guy prepared like he was a starter every single week. And look, it paid off for us. You know, the, the classic coach speak. Yep. Anytime somebody comes in mm-hmm. that is a backup mm-hmm. and does well, what you do all week, prepare like a starter like you have every single other time. You heard that Nelton Jenkins talking about Jordan Love. It's like seems like everybody has a massive belief in what J-Lo can become. Yeah, and Devontae, I believe, he was the one that came out and said like, hey, what are they going to say about me now? Because I did it without Aaron and now you know all those conversations are over. But for LaFleur, it's probably pretty huge that even if Aaron's not here this year with Jordan Love, it's huge that the rookie wide receivers got to go through that with him last year because they're probably way further ahead than they would have been you know, without him. So that is a good situation for LaFleur and also Jordan Long. Joining us now is a man who probably has some thoughts on the entire situation over in Green Bay. Founder of Pro Football Talk. One of the great Paisanos. Also an author whose book is available right now called Father of Mine. Mm-hmm. About his dad that was running a little bit of a sports book racket over there in Wheeling, West Virginia with the mob. Incredible tale that was told by this man who has been rattling shit in the NFL for a long time. NBC Sports, Mike Florio. How are you today? Pies on. How you doing, pal? Doing well. Doing well. This is the low point of the NFL news cycle. This is it. This is yeah. it. It never gets any more barren than it is right now but there's still something there's always something going on yeah in your world there's always something going on which is why we're so thankful that you're here because to your point we talked college baseball for like 15 20 minutes already today yeah college baseball florio we were talking feel like we had a pretty good conversation about it golf as well right now we're talking about uh jordan love matt lafleur and guti obviously we know guti Kuntz, his legacy is going to rely upon the success of this particular football this is his team now Jordan Love draft, Christian Watson, Romeo 
Romeo Dobbs, what? the whole thing. This is his team. This is his legacy. Matt LaFleur, kind of the same thing, isn't it? Are, are they tied at the hip, you think, there between Goody and LaFleur? Or do you think one has a little bit more leeway than the other on how this whole thing unfolds? What do you think there, Paisan? Well, I think Aaron Rodgers has put it best when he said they were all on board with the Jordan Love pick. It wasn't just Goody Coons. It wasn't just Mark Murphy. Matt LaFleur was on board with it, too. And I look at what Matt LaFleur has done. His first three years, 13 and 3, 13 and 3, then 13 and 4. Yeah, it fell off a little bit last year, but they were still in it up until the final week of the regular season. They were in it. And that's with Matt LaFleur being the guy who's caught between Aaron Rodgers and the front office and everything was dysfunctional. And LaFleur's trying to keep that from exploding while at the same time making things work as it relates to his offense. And if you guys remember, when Aaron first got there, there was a lot of tension over. The audibles. Remember what freedom he was going to have at the line of scrimmage, the whole audible thing. And that went back and forth, and Aaron ultimately won that. He got more freedom at the line of scrimmage. But Matt LaFleur had to basically run his offense differently than he wanted to for four years. Now he's got a guy that he'll just tell him, you do what I want, and we'll make it work. And look, it's still better to have Aaron Rodgers playing at an MVP level. But I, I, I think LaFleur's ability to thrive with all that stuff that was going on between Aaron and the front office, I, I think LaFleur has been underrated because of that. Okay. I'm, I bet you Packers fans are excited to hear that, especially going in next year. And we'll see what his offense and his vision looks like with Jordan. If it's anything like Philly, Ooh. it looks good. Christian Watson mm-hmm. and a big-time touchdown. Go ahead, AJ. Gloria, don't you think also in that time that LaFleur is doing that and calling the plays – with Aaron at the helm, that had to be unbelievable experience for the floor. Didn't he? He was only calling plays for one season, I believe, before he came over to Green Bay. So I would imagine he can bank a lot of those reps too. And obviously, it's a different quarterback, but he can kind of see it and kind of feel it out and see, like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I would imagine he's got to feel pretty confident now, don't you think? Oh, yeah. He's benefited from having Aaron Rodgers. That's helped accelerate his growth and his understanding of how to operate an offense, design plays, call the plays. And he's, he's better now, even. With just four years of experience, he's better. But the fact that those four years came with Aaron Rodgers makes him even better. So I I just generally think Matt LaFleur doesn't get enough credit for what he's done as a coach. He's just always kind of overlooked and it's taken for granted. And everybody thinks the Packers are going to be good. This guy walked into a tough spot and he's done very well for himself. And now it's it's only going to work if it works for Jordan Love. And if it doesn't, Jordan Love won't be there for very long. But they believe in him. And and for what we've seen, for what we've seen, there's there's reason to have hope that maybe they do complete the ultimate three quarterback handoff from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. It's never been done before. I've had people say, well, the Chargers kind of did it with Drew Brees to Phillip Rivers to Justin Herbert. And that's really not the same. It's a high bar. But, man, nobody's ever really had that three quarterbacks that you can put in a chain like that. Yeah, and I think – to what you said, though, like I think Jordan Love has been in a terrible spot since yeah. getting drafted, obviously, with the whole situation, and he has handled it incredibly. And everything coming out of camp is that he's he's doing great. But whenever you say LaFleur was in a tough spot, you ask any other NFL coach in the history, they go, well, tough spot. You got Aaron Rodgers as your fucking quarterback. That, <laughs> yeah. that, is, that is what every – so now LaFleur – right? Good point. Yeah, so now LaFleur has every opportunity to kind of build his own legacy. Same with Jordan Love. We're excited about that. Speaking of legacy, you know, there's a lot of things that have happened with one particular man out of South Florida. You know, he's mm-hmm. – He's obviously had run-ins with the law. He has become a rapper. He's become the president of Donda Sports. He has obviously done a lot of things. But if we're talking strictly football, when this dude was on the field, he was unguardable. 
pretty much everywhere that he went. Everybody talked about his work ethic being phenomenal. But now Antonio Brown stopped by Tyreek Hill's podcast and basically laid out his version of how everything went at the Raiders, at the Patriots, with the Bucks, at the Jets. It's the first time we're hearing that story. Feels like as soon as you listen to it, you're like, "That's not real. That's not real. That's not real." <laughs> yeah. Was that a? Was that? What, how did that all thing happen in your eyes? From watching him and watching those clips to diving into everything that has taken place, and have we forgotten anything about the Antonio Brown story that you kind of resurfaced in your research after he talked about this on Tyreek's podcast? I'm fascinated by the Buccaneers angle because I truly believe there's a lot more there that we don't know and that we won't know about Antonio Brown, Tom Brady. You know, the way they tease this podcast under the description on YouTube, it says why Tom Brady really unretired. And I listened to the whole thing all 80 minutes and I didn't hear Antonio Brown talk about that. Maybe I missed it. Oh, they got you. They got you. They got you. That's good. But I, they got me. They got me. Yeah. Clickbait, baby. Yeah. But still, it was, it was. I think, one of the key things, the whole Alex Guerrero angle, that's something, that, that's something that Antonio Brown talked about, how he claims he paid Alex Guerrero $100,000 for extra training and treatment beyond what the Buccaneers naturally provide, and he's tied in with Tom Brady, and there was a lot of conflict over the ankle injury that Antonio Brown had. And one of the reasons he was ultimately upset he paid all this money. Alex Guerrero eventually gives him the cold shoulder. This is all happening while they're trying to push him to play against the Jets in Week 17 of the 2021 season, and he believes he shouldn't be playing. And Brady tells him, I'm going to throw you a lot of footballs. And that's when he just eventually snapped. And he said, look, if you all think I'm crazy, F all of you and I'm out of here. But I just it makes me think there's more there that they're never going to tell us. Now, that's balanced by the fact that when he goes back to how things ended in Oakland and he tries to create the impression – he went to owner Mark Davis, this was even before they moved to Las Vegas, 2019. He goes to Davis and he says, just let me go and I'll give up my $30 million. Well, he overlooks one fact. After they let him go, he still tried to sue the Raiders to get his $30 million. So there may be some variations. There may be some discrepancies in the stories that Antonio Brown wants to tell. Yeah, that might have been Rosenhaus, though, or yeah, whoever was sure. his agent at the time being like, we got to go get that. Who knows how it unfolds, but it was fascinating, like, taking a trip back in time almost while I'm listening to the clips. I didn't listen to the full 40 minutes, but I thought about that. Remember, he came in a hot air balloon. Yeah. Yep. Remember, like, oh, yeah. it was, yeah, yeah. It was like, hard knocks. It was like a nice trip down memory lane. And then the Patriots situation, mm -hmm. where he said basically they called some stuff because we were killing it. It was too easy. Yeah. He said it was too easy. The NFL didn't want him to do it. That's why he ends up leaving the Patriots. And then he buried Robert Kraft on the way out. Yes, he did. You, I mean, it was, there was so much to it. He was so fucking good at football, though. Unbelievable. That is why all of those things could happen after Pittsburgh, Oakland, what? New England. Tampa inevitably ending with a Super Bowl and a touchdown in the yeah. fucking Super Bowl. All those things can happen because of how good he was at football. We have to remember that. Everything off the field, it's like, damn, I don't understand what all took place here, but hopefully we get it figured out. Paisan Tone has a question for you. Yeah, Mr. Florio, uh, last week I think we got the news uh, that there's going to be a new NFLPA director, uh, executive director, and I saw a tweet from you today that the players have no idea about the process who or process or who the potential candidates can be do you know about any potential candidates and what the process yeah how's this work what is this just step we're confused as fuck too how's this happening well and this is an important job because i think for all of us that have any interest in the national football league it's important that the league and the union have balance that there's always that 
that healthy coexistence, but also conflict. And they're able to fight and work things out, but not one side has an edge over the other side. And you don't want it to get knocked out of balance because that leads to lockouts and strikes and acrimony and stuff we don't want to deal with. We just want football games to be played. So they're in the process of trying to find a new executive director. It's been secret. It's been quiet. We still don't know. They're going to vote this week. We don't know who the finalists are. Now, the argument would be, at one level, the union prefers that the owners don't know who the finalists are, so they don't figure out who they prefer and try to push things one way. But, you know, the reality is the players, for the most part, just don't pay attention. They don't care. They don't know. They're not clamoring to find out. Some players have tried to find out through their elected representatives on each team. The representatives, I'm told, don't know. Nobody seems to know. And I don't know what they're going to do if they're just going to have a meeting and they're just going to drop a couple of names and make a recommendation as to who the next executive director should be. But there's just too much secrecy with this one. Someone should know by now. We should know by now who the finalists are for this pretty important job. We would know if they were closing in on hiring a commissioner, we would know who the final two, three, four people were. Yeah, so this is, so he's leaving early in his term. That's why there isn't another vote. Like, because I remember, I think Anthony Gonzalez's name was getting thrown out there. Now, granted, that was after... Yeah, well, he pissed off every human in the political sphere. Yeah, Remember that? Because oh, yeah. he ran on one side of the ticket, so he automatically got these people. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he did that thing, and then that side was just like Anthony Gonzalez. Yep. yep. Piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Turncoat. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> right. So he's got the whole world. Hey, Florio, you should have heard every time he came on the show. We all were like, "Why are you doing? What are you doing this? Stop. Why are you doing politics? Get the hell out of here!" Uh, but he would be seemingly. A good human who knows uh-huh. and has some business sense. It was a player to be in there. I think J.C. Treader's name potentially yep. got thrown out there. Some other ex-players' names have been bought. And then DeMores won the vote somehow over them. How that is that a normal process? This is not a normal process? Is this going to be like a handing of the torch? How, why Who's are, voting? Yeah. Who votes, too? Yeah, there's well, ultimately what happens, guys, is the board of player representatives vote on who the executive director will be. That's one guy per team who's elected by the players. They're the ones who vote on the executive director, but they change the rules from time to time. There was an election seven, eight years ago where it was just open season with like 10 candidates for the job. And that was a mess. So they thought that was too unwieldy. They tried to go the other way. And I think now they've gone too far the other way where it is one big secret. And the more secretive it is, the more people are going to wonder whether or not someone's up to something. And, you know, there's two general directions this can go. This can go somebody internal. And there's a belief that maybe people who work for the union want it to be somebody internal because then everybody keeps their jobs going forward. Uh, If it's somebody external, if it's an Anthony Gonzalez, then nobody knows what happens. Everything potentially gets turned upside down. But at some point, we just need to know who it is. We need to know who it is. We need to know who the players are voting on. And the, the members of the union have a right to know who their elected representatives are voting on. Yeah, I would like to hear who it is, how it goes about it, because my natural pessimism about the NFLPA is like, oh, they're just trying to hand the baton to somebody inside, internally, just kind of keep the whole carnival together pretty much. Hey, money in is money in. That's right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 40 under 40. Everybody understands that. But this has been way too secretive in my eyes. Do we know why Demory Smith is stepping down? He's just sick of it? Well, at his last contract renegotiation, it became clear that he was going to ease his way out. Now, there wasn't a hard date on when he's going to go, 
but it was kind of loose and open-ended. At one point, I heard some speculation that maybe he's just trying to slow this process down as long as he can, because it's pretty easy work now. They got labor peace through the end of the decade into the early part of the next decade. There aren't a lot of fights. There aren't a lot of grievances. There aren't a lot of complaints. You're, you're captaining the ship in pretty clear open waters. I don't think that that has anything to do with it. I just think it's taken them time to find the right people, yeah. the right candidates, or the right candidate if there's just one. But it, it just feels it just invites people who look at this to say some doesn't seem right here yeah because at some point we need to know who's running for this job yeah at some point you need to declare yourself you need to make your case to the players you need to make your case to the public you need yeah. people to believe that you're the right one to go toe-to-toe with the nfl come on and also to back to your point about balance the nfl has had the edge over the nflpa in every single fucking agreement in ever ever right i think that is Pretty much ever. I think that is the thing. And then whenever you talk about, like, there has to be a little bit of battle, I remember listening. There, there, the business relationship between the NFLPA and NFL, you would know better than I. Am I too naive to think that it could be a good relationship and it could be like, uh, hey, we're doing business together? Or do you think the NFL will always just fuck the player? Hey, we, we, we are adversaries every single time. What do you... Do you think there is a chance that, hey, let's go shake their hands? We kind of need this in here. We can do business together. Or is that just a naive way of looking at things? It's a naturally contentious relationship. Anytime you've got a union, once the union's involved, it's management versus labor. And there's always going to be a fight. But it needs to be a healthy fight and it needs to be a fair fight. And here's the here's the problem. The owners won't hesitate to use their nuclear option if they have to. They'll shut everything down for a full season. They'll go without football for a year because what's it matter to them? They're going to own the team for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, and then they're going to hand it off to a family member. They can miss a season of football. For the players, you're giving up a full year of your career. For what? For what? I'm trying to help somebody who's going to be playing the sport years from now after I'm retired, somebody I don't even know. I'm going to give up a full year of my career. I'm going to give up a full year of salary. And then when I come back, I'm going to have to compete with a bunch of guys who were coming out of college who actually played football last year. I didn't. They did. And maybe the coaches are going to be more inclined to go with the younger guys just to prove a point to everybody who went out on strike. So when you consider the owners will use the nuclear option and the players won't, I'm surprised, guys, it's not more lopsided in favor of the league because I think the league could push even more than they are because they know at the end of the day, they'll lock the door and walk away and they won't care about it. The players won't. I'll tell you what, I'm happy they don't either, but I think we should yeah. do good business. A year off right now with this rocket ship? Oh, I agree. Yeah. It's stunt the growth I, I, forever. That'd be yeah. bad news. Ty has a question for you, Mike. Yeah, Mike, when you look at the Jimmy G situation, I know a couple weeks ago when you, we had you on here, you basically said, like, hey, it, it's probably going to all be worked out. He's going to be okay. He's going to pass that physical. But is there any – I mean, I feel like we're kind of – like no one's overreacting to it, and it seems like it's a situation where, like, this could go very wrong. Is that not the case at all? Like, is it is the expectation that Jimmy G is going to be the starting quarterback for the Raiders no matter what next year? Oh, I think the expectation definitely is he's the week one starter. But at some point, I think it's naive for us not to look at his history. On our show on Peacock, PFT Live, we had a graphic with all of his injuries oh, from yeah. 2018 forward. You almost had to go to a second page. I mean, at the most protected position on the field, the guy's constantly injured. Remember 2018, week three at Arrowhead Stadium? He's running out of bounds. He decides to drop his shoulder and deliver a blow and tears his ACL. I mean, he's had avoidable injuries. He's had unavoidable injuries. He's just had a bunch of injuries. So why do we think that 2023 is going to be the aberration? 2019 was, and they went to the Super Bowl. 
But I think the idea that Jimmy G is going to stay healthy all year long, I we've seen that he can't. He holds on to the ball too long, makes bad decisions when he's running with the ball, and I just think it's a matter of time before he gets hurt again. They better have their number two ready, whoever it's going to be. You're a conspiracy theorist, though, so don't want to hear it. Go ahead, uh, AJ. <laughs> yeah. Mike, <laughs> I know we talked about DeMorris, DeMorris and the NFLPA. What about Roger Goodell? What's his future look like? How long is his contract, and is he going to try to re-up when it's over? They haven't finalized his latest contract yet, but they're expecting it to be done at some point in the not-too-distant future, and it'll go through 2027, and then he hands the baton to someone else. I don't think they finalized it yet. You know, I'm sitting here thinking about it. There's been so many scattered Who's reports that be, about Mike? it. Almost done. Who do you think that might be? Well, here's where it gets interesting. When you look into the future, and Jim Irsay, the Colts owner, has said this, and I think he's right on the money here. Hell yeah, Jim. At some point, this business is too big for a traditional someone who worked their way up through the ranks in the league office, worked with a team, part of the football fraternity. You need a CEO. You need somebody who is well-versed in running major businesses, all of the political and business realities, high-level shit that that requires an expert in making things happen. And then you have a, a chief football officer who works with the CEO, who is the person who would have been the commissioner in past years. But you need a CEO to run this business that keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And Ursay's on it. I've heard that from other owners that they think at some point it's not going to be the traditional model. And it's going to be you go hire Pepsi CEO or IBM or whatever big companies are out there. We just go get their CEO to come in and run the NFL. Don't bring us any IBM into the NFL. <laughs> Does IBM even still exist? I don't know. No, I think they are. I oh, think yeah, they're Watson. making a big play for the Watson. virtual reality stuff. Yeah. I, 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 and the AI stuff. I think mm-hmm. they might be making a big time comeback. I'm not saying it. We didn't get your take on it. How about that Ocean Gate Titanic submersible, Florio? What are we doing? You know what I mean? How about it? There's a documentary about a guy that went and did it on YouTube. It seems like the most miserable experience of all time from beginning to end. You get on a, a boat in a tiny cabin in Newfoundland, Canada, and then you go days out into the sea. The sea is like the sea. The sea is the fucking ocean. <laughs> yeah. So you are on this boat going all the way. Then you get dropped onto this little like rubber boat like little to go over to a thing to get into the thing. Then they bolt that thing. I don't know how anybody says, sign me up for that. And apparently, the one person on there, a 19-year-old kid, said he didn't want to do it. He was kind of forced into it. So that's incredibly sad. We we got some dumb decisions being made, though, in our world, Bison. And I think last week, we kind of saw that. You know what I mean? I think one of our defects as, as a species... But it also is a good thing. We have this mindset that nothing bad is ever going to happen to us. And it causes us to take risks and to try to reach beyond our grasp and do great things. And along the way, people find out bad things can happen. But I think that ability to, to understand the fear, set it aside, ignore it, and still reach for something greater, I think that's what it epitomizes. And yeah, you're going to have stories like this, but... That attitude, I think, is what's caused us to advance as a people and get to where we, we are, if that makes any sense at all. I yeah. just feel like we need to have part of that in order to do the things that make us greater and greater and greater as, as a species. Yeah, it's a gift and a curse, I guess. Yep. You know, because every Shark Week, we we see a bunch of whites jump in there, and yep. without them doing that, we wouldn't know as much as we know 
about sharks, right. which is good. And with all these people going down to see the Titanic, you know, maybe we'll be able to learn more about deep uh, sea exploration. That'd yeah. be cool. You sure. know, that'd be fun. Yeah. You're super wealthy. We see your man cave. $450,000 right now. You can hop on a plane and go to space. Huh? You doing it? Do it. No. No. Come on. I, I am one of the humans who am always thinking about all the bad shit that can happen. <laughs> okay. I'm not one of the ones wired to advance the species. I understand completely. When you practice law, hey, let me tell you something. I practiced law for 19 years. Oh, what type, and you what are type of law? Court. What type of law? Actual law? It, yeah, yeah, like in court, like employment cases, people getting fired from their jobs. And I did a bunch of other stuff, too, but I ended okay. up focusing on that. But when you end up in a court case, every court case is the result of something happening that nobody expected to happen. It's the worst case scenario. It's the shit hitting the fan. So when you spend your whole life cleaning up all the shit that hit the fan, what do you do when you go around? You see all the fans and you think of all the different ways the shit can hit the fan. Uh. So you become wired at saying, oh, there's a risk there. Here's a risk here. I can give you five risks. This, 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 this. I'd have gone up to that submersible and I'd have said, oh, man, I've got this problem, this problem, this problem, this problem, this problem, this problem. I ain't getting on that fucking thing. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just, it, it becomes baked into who you are when you're, when you constantly deal with the situations in life where things go sideways for people. And that's why contracts are so long because lawyers get involved and it's like, well, how can I get fucked? I'm not here. Yeah. Boom, boom, bang. Turn page, boom, 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 boom. In result of alien coming down and seeing yeah. you. And then that's clause f 520. Mm -hmm. And then it's just a nonstop thing. I think it's good for society, which, to your point, good that we have those. But also, we can't live in our fears all the time. No, we can't. You know what I mean? We can't live in our fears all the time. There has to be a balance between common sense and fear. And I think last week was one that put everything into perspective. Speaking of perspective, is this the greatest mullet you've ever seen, Florio? I noticed that earlier. That is incredible. Thank you, Mike. That that really is. Appreciate that. Very 22 impressive. months of hard work. I, uh, as a West Virginia man, that means a lot because I know there are a lot of good mullets out there. Absolutely. You know? A lot of people yeah, down there. It's coming back in style in some places. It never left here. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> as it shouldn't have. West Virginia got a lot of questions. We'll ask that afterwards. But Connor has some for you. Yeah, Florio, what are you hearing with Dalvin Cook? Apparently he's had offers already from multiple teams. Do you know any of those teams? And to your point earlier, right now is the worst, driest time for NFL news. Is this in like the D-Hop news probably going to catapult us back in once news starts to flow again when teams report? Yeah, those are the two big unknowns right now. And I think both guys are maybe waiting for something more than what they've been offered because there's no reason to make a decision now. Camp isn't open. You know the teams that are interested. You sit back and wait and see if other interest emerges. And for Dalvin Cook, he's done several different media spots, and he's been asked about what he'd like to do. I think he told Shefty he wants to win a Super Bowl, and then he was asked on SiriusXM NFL Radio about what teams he's thinking of. He mentioned the Dolphins and the Jets. I think the problem is teams like that aren't going to want to pay him as much as maybe someone else would. So I think he's kind of sitting back to wait and see what the maximum financial offer is. And then he decides, all right, I'll take X from this team, but they, not be, they, they may not be one of the shortlist contenders, or I can take less from this other team. I think he's just sitting back and waiting and seeing who all ultimately rings the bell and maybe has interest. The, the Jets are fascinating to me, though, because the Jets are in that mode where they want to win now with Aaron Rodgers. Brees Hall had that torn ACL. I heard the Jets very early on. When it first sounded like the Vikings were going to move on from Dalvin Cook, the Jets were one of the teams I heard about. And it would make sense because you just plug him right in. He's good to go. His shoulder's healed. 
and how dynamic that offense becomes. If you put a home run hitter back there in the backfield with Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson and everybody else they have, it, it makes the Jets a lot better than they already are if they would have Dalvin Cook. And Brees Hall. Yeah, and the whole thought that who knows what Brees Hall is going to look like, I guess, is a real one. But damn, Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook in the backfield is a pretty good little combo. Yeah, one of the best. That's a great combo, let alone you start adding in all the weapons they got, including Garrett, who's what? The guy for the next 10 years, they're saying. That team could go, huh? Hey, Florio, that team could go. Now, another team that's seemingly not going to go. This West Virginia football basketball situation is really getting out of control, Florio. Listen, our rifle team, still unstoppable. So, like, if anything was to ever happen, we're okay. Told Ohio State that. Like, you guys can have your football and everything else, but if there ever comes a time, you know, where we got the rifle team, Mm -hmm. that's just, we're snipers, so sorry about it. But do you think... West Virginia's fucked for the foreseeable future, Florio. What's going on over there? You're well, closer to what's happening. This whole NIL thing started a couple years ago, Pat. You know, my, my concern was that we're not going to be able to compete with the, the big schools, with the big fan bases, with the big alumni bases, with Cheaters. all the money that they mm-hmm. can pump in, what? right? Cheaters. Right, dumping in the money and buying all the players. And then we finally get to the point with the basketball team where they put enough money together to buy all the players, and now it's all falling apart. So just a sad situation. Let's win some games, though, Paisan, huh? How about it? You know our football team has a chance to go to the Natty this year. Yeah. If we yep. win it all. With <laughs> Easy the, schedule. Yep. The Simple. schedule we have. There's a chance we're going to really impress some people. We, we probably lose two, three games in there and maybe make the playoff with how hard our schedule is. Starting Happy Valley, Florio. Garrett Green's going to be wor- running wild, brother. Yeah. We're, then we're beating Duquesne. Then we're beating Pitt. Then we got, I forget who's next. Texas Tech. Boom, boom, boom. We're going to go. You think that's possible? You know, I, I, uh, I've become very pessimistic when it comes yeah, to... Yeah, you're a lawyer. The, it makes sense. Yeah. You're supposed to That's look right. at all that. I've seen all the bad things that can happen yeah. in person. Amen. Okay. Me too. Me. I was a big part of it. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. Father of mine, still available right now. Incredible. St- hey, you did good on that, Paisan. Yeah. Hey, thank you. you did and really- let me tell you something. I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate mentioning it because you move the needle, my friend. So uh, I'm trying to sell some books. I'm trying to get the book out there so people can read it in the summertime, enjoy it. And, uh, you know, I think, hey, you know what? For all the, when you're in this life, as you well know, you're going to get people who like what you do and you're going to get people that hate what you do. And you just have to try to deal with it. All the feedback I've gotten for the book has been positive. And and, and I know that people will not hesitate to say this thing sucks. What are you doing? You're wasting your time. You know, I'm going to wipe my ass with it, whatever the case may be. All the feedback's been positive. So thank you for giving me a chance to get uh, get people aware of it. Hell yeah. Well, congrats on that. Let's move Ooh, some Doesn't books. that cover look good? My nephew designed that cover. Hey, that nice. awesome hey, nephew did a good job. You did a great job as well. Keep crushing it. We appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, guys. Yeah, boy. Um, they, he, the graphic that they used on Pro Football Talk this morning about all of Jimmy's injuries just came into our group text message. It is a lot. Hey. Yeah. It's why they traded up to number three to get Mac Jones. And then yeah. they changed that to Jordan Love over uh, or Trey Lance over the whole thing. I mean, you're talking shoulder sprain, ACL, ankle sprain, ankle sprain, calf strain, thumb fracture, shoulder sprain, foot fracture. And it, it just misses a lot of games. Every time he missed games, they would lose. Mm-hmm. When Jimmy's in, we win. When he gets hurt and he misses games, we lose. A lot of them. Shanahan's record was like 500. Yeah, that's not good. At one point recently because of when Jimmy's playing, they're winning. When he wasn't, they weren't. And those games are becoming in abundance. So they want to get a little safety, a little backup, a little safety net. We'll trade up to number three overall. Same day we're at the Alabama Pro Day. Get a chance to watch this Mac Jones guy. And then all of a sudden they go, Trey Lance looks real good over there, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. Look at that. 
we just traded the future of our franchise to get Mac Jones. We didn't know. Shut up, John. This is my choice. <laughs> that is what we were kind of told. Yeah, it was. Who told us that? Schefter. Yeah. yeah. And Schefter's pretty plugged in over there. Mm-hmm. He said he, did, he didn't, you know, directly, but the look on his face. The Antonio Brown stuff also very fascinating, you know? Very fascinating. I mean, is it possible for him to not be super interesting whenever he does speak on camera? <laughs> Just no. any time. Anytime. I'm right? in. If he's opening his in. mouth. Yeah. Do you know I'm there. Think about all the stuff though. Like people people had different things they just thought of when they thought of Antonio Brown off the field. Yep. People just thought of different things. Mm-hmm. All very yep. absurd and ridiculous and involving the law. Yeah. Well. Still got shot after shot after shot after shot after shot after yep. shot. Yep. If he was to just go away right now and just go train and nobody heard from him for five, six months. He'd get a job this upcoming season. He'd get a workout. He'd get a job sure. because of how fucking good he was at football, AJ, which is why it's such a sad story almost. Yeah, and how not only how good he was, but how hard he worked. Like, you hear that all the time. Like when he was there, like he was, he's working his ass off yeah. every single day, one-on-ones. He wants to win every single rep, and guys see that. And so now you, sometimes you just have to deal with some off-the-field stuff and – we're seeing some of that now, I guess. He said New England, what? They practice the hardest. Yep. They're the most detail-oriented. He said he loved it up there or whatever. Well, that's what I was going to say, too. It's not even that, you know, all the off-the-field stuff, of course, is terrible And with the Patriots. He got the offense immediately, and there are so many players that come to New England that don't get that. So, like, his football IQ and smarts is something that gets forgotten about just because of all the other shit and just getting home from the NO and a whole lot of money and all that. You just got home from the end. Sean Payton was a deal, though. Deal, though. Not deal, though, though. Deal, though. Buffalo Beal. Yes. Deal, though. Let's go to the phones. Sound like you're talking about a doubleheader. No. It sounds like that's what he was talking about, but he. Deal, though. Deal, though. Right. But what you oh, said, really? What you you said sure? when you bring up Antonio Brown's name, some people think of some things, and it all had to deal with like some lost things. Stuff. That's not what Ty thinks about. Yeah, we know what Ty thinks. Yeah, about. I mean, forever what? to think about him getting his summer sausage smooched on by Double T. Yeah. What was that lady's name? Tiana Tiana Trump. Hall of Fame. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about the the swimming pool situation. No, he was like sticking oh. his, trying to stick his fingies up her butt and like sticking his dog <laughs> out of the water. That was in Dubai. Like that. <laughs> that too, yeah. yeah, he was just having he was just having a good time, just hanging around. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Anthony in Buffalo, New York. What's going on, Anthony? Yo, Pat boys, what's up, man? Uh, well, fresh off that conversation, a lot of answers. Nothing, though, bro. Just hanging, having a good time. Middle of June, waiting on some sports. What do you want to talk about, Anthony? Hey, well, what I want to talk about is what you guys are basically just talking about, because what I'm about <laughs> to say, you guys are going to be talking about even more in five minutes. Okay. Buffalo Bills, they have a big problem. Mm. It's getting smaller and smaller, and that is the Buffaloes outside of the new stadium. Pat. Every single time I see one of these renderings of the new stadium, Buffaloes are getting smaller and smaller and smaller. We started off with like 60-foot Buffaloes, and now we're down to like 5-foot Buffaloes, Pat. Somebody's got to hold the Buffalo Bills responsible. What is this, an Ozempic Buffalo out front? Is it malnourished? What's going on? And, Pat, listen to this shit. While I was thinking about this yesterday, who pops into my brain, A.J. Hawk, and he's like, well, you get one of those 60-foot Buffaloes, that's going to have to have a 50-foot dong on it. Uh, True, that might be why yeah, they... Could be. Buffalo's Thank you for thinking of me, sir. Thank you. 
Yeah. You were on a bus to a baptism while that guy's thinking of that for you. So you just mm-hmm. go ahead and just. I was in the basilica having my godson being baptized and I was holding him as this guy was thinking of me. So thank you. It's fun. The yin and yang of life, like you said. Yin and yang. Yeah, of course. And it is kind of a conflicting yin and yang right there, both of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is a. I didn't even notice that the Buffalo's were renderings were why, small. Why are they smaller? That. Why? I don't know. You ever go to P.F. Chang's? Yeah, of course. You ever see those horses outside? Oh, yeah. yeah. Those things are so big. Yeah. Sick. Somebody told me the dims one time on one of those horses, mm-hmm. and I was just I'm not, not true. I didn't think that was true. And then you go and you pay attention, you look for it, it's like, damn, that's a big fucking horse. Yeah, that's real. Why wouldn't you want a massive buffalo outside the Buffalo Beale Stadium? Anthony brings up a great point. Why would they mess that up? The stadium looks beautiful. The- now, 63,000 season ticket holders, 60,000 tickets. Sure. We know it's not going to be fully roofed because – that ain't football in Buffalo. I respect mm-hmm. that whole thing. But why aren't the Buffaloes massive? Those around- look, I was going to say, I just saw it. Those look They're, massive. Those look huge. Yeah, they are big, and I don't think that's real. Is that how big the Buffaloes are going to be? Anthony. Those look too big. Anthony, get off the drugs, pal. That's, that's a- the biggest Buffalo I've seen. Three of them. That's They're awesome. Huge. Yeah. Those that- are awesome. But they should, that should be the exact scale. I think so, too. They should they need be real. They Maybe should be real and have a cage or a fence. That'd be cool, too. I don't know if they're going to be that big, but like, what if they did have a coffee shop off the ass of one of these buffaloes? Yeah. Good idea. Well, th- they should Great put like, a ladder. Get some mud butt over here. They should yeah. put a ladder where you can climb the top of the buffalo. Bingo. BYOT, bring your own table, climb up the buffalo, and then break it. So Anthony's saying the next rendering, probably after this one, the buffaloes are a Much little small. bit smaller. Oh, yeah. And then he said the next one, probably a little bit smaller. Renderings are subject to change, as you see in the bottom right corner. That was a lawyer putting that out there. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was a that was a Florio. Let's go to Calvin in Montreal. Bonjour, ça va? Mm-hmm. Damn! What are you doing? Keep it moving? We, 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 we. It's okay. You don't got to let me know that you don't know how to speak French. No, whoa, 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 Oh, you so, oh. how come you guys oh. have been talking about basketball for the last few weeks, but you don't seem to remember that the Pacers <laughs> drafted with the number sixth pick, Ben Matherin, a fucking dog? dog? What's his name? You guys are fucking insane. What's going on? Okay, hey, Calvin, you're right. I mean, that guy's going to change it all around. Hey, it's going to be like the Reggie Miller days. He was good this year. Tyrese Halliburton, oh, this guy. He's mm-hmm. really good. All the boys out there. Yep, yep. they're going to be so good. Dude, filling up buckets, they're saying. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, they're going to stink. Saying the hoop, they don't, they're running out of nets at the practice facility, pal. <laughs> mm, they're running out of nets. I think they're running out of basketballs because no one's going to shoot. Never heard of before. Fever Girl, Boston. Aaliyah. Aaliyah. All-star. Yep. Yep. So what? Now what? Fucking Aaliyah Boston. Yeah. She's a really so As a rookie. As a rookie. Yeah. She's one of the best basketball shooters of all time. She's part of the net problem at the practice facility. Mm-hmm. Fucking lighten them up. Mm-hmm. Too much splashing. You know, those things can't handle it. Yep. Everything's getting worse these days. These nets can't handle <laughs> no. how great the Pacers and Fever are at practice. And that's been holding us back, honestly. We're too good. <laughs> Haven't been able to practice because the hoops get ruined because all the balls made. Big WNBA All-Star Game announcements this weekend. I did see Brittany Griner uh, made the All-Star Game and is a starter. Yep. Also saw her coach just got fired. Oh, yeah, no. Two and ten. Let's get to a break. Can't start that. 
I think Didn't the Pacers are the favorite to win the East. Pacers? Hell yeah, we are. Uh, Pacers? I can almost nope. guarantee that's I was true. wrong. They're dead, la- or dead last year. Yeah. <laughs> They're the worst team in basketball. Tone, I feel like you knew what you were doing there. Me too, AJ. If this goes in, Pacers are winning. Hell yeah. Okay. They need to hire Rick All Smith right. as the head coach. He was at the big three, I think, wasn't he? Rick uh, Smith? Scalabrine. 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 Did you see Ice Cube, by the way? He was not happy. Yeah, what's going on with him and the gatekeepers? I don't know. He's not happy, what, what? He's calling out all the gatekeepers, yeah. something Like he, the owners? Uh, I don't know. He was on CBS right in the middle of the day. I don't know. Gatekeepers yeah. of what? That's just I don't what know. That's said. what I was wondering. Yeah, that's just what he said in his Get tweet Get through video. the gatekeepers. He looked very upset. He was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> he was pissed. Is that the name of a team? or No. Oh, the enemies is a name, though. The enemies? Yeah, they were a team that was playing. I was watching. For the big three? They got friendly, too? I didn't see them. So, What team's Joe Johnson on? He's good. He's the best player. I guess he's unbelievable. Not it's as many. Jason Williams out there. Jay Williams. That's what. Not as many ex-NBA guys playing. They need that. They started getting like, uh, I think teams started. Because three on three is like an international thing. It's in the Olympics. Now, granted, Ice Cube believes that. The big three rules should get taken into the Olympics as mm-hmm. opposed to that. But I think there's like really good three-on-three players mm-hmm. that we've never heard of because obviously they're three. On- yeah. I think those guys are the ones in the big three now. Okay. Only a couple people I knew who it was. I was mm-hmm. like, ooh, I don't know if that's the right play. Need to know everybody. Not everybody, but at least some. I, I think Jimmer Fredette's doing that. Okay, the the three-on-three deal. The Olympics. Yes. Yeah. Is he in the big three? I don't know that, but I did see Joe Johnson's team yesterday did lose. Ah. Against Corey Brewer's I, team. I believe it was Foxy who said it best. Slam ball is going to kill the big three. Yeah. yeah Slam ball has a chance to really take out everything. If it's going to be in the summer, yeah. this is the last Perfect. college baseball thing we're watching. Mm-hmm. Even though it's been awesome. Yeah, and they should do an ultimate fighter for Slam ball. Yes. Where like they fall every team, like the Formula One drive to survive. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. I thought you meant actually. I thought you were talking about... Do a fight. I mean, have, them, have them live in a house and fight each other. It is fairly that, physical. Right? Yeah, they could do that. Slam ball, for those that weren't around the last time it was here, just buckle the fuck up. Yep. Yeah. I'd go watch. Do they travel around and do it? I'd take my kids and go watch. That'd be for awesome. Sure. I, they, that probably is a tough thing to set up. I assume it's in one place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would make more sense. Oh, it's a basketball court. I mean, you can put, you go, you can go from hockey rink to basketball to a concert and you know, 12 hours. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. There's cement on the bottom. You're right. Hey. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you know he's not. Oh, for the Pacers! <laughs> oh! Oh! What's Cousin's name that just got drafted? Well, uh, Matherin got drafted last, last year. year. Uh, yeah. Wem- <laughs> they got Wemby's buddy from France. We do? Yep. Way. Yeah, well, a lot of people are actually saying the only reason he was as good as he was was because he was playing with Wemby, but that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, but Wemby made no shots in the Spurs jersey, so. Nah, he did. He did miss five straight, though. That was certainly something. Calling him Vic the Brick. Well, (laughs) who did that? He doesn't have to. Some uncultured swine. No, He literally does this, and he's in the hoop. Yep. Yep. It's unbelievable how that dude is hilariously big. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. Basketball's an orange in his hand. Him standing next to Duncan. Oh, no. Oh, yeah! Oh, no! <laughs> That's two. That was a classic Kool-Aid man situation. Oh, no! Ah! Oh. Oh. What if I would five straight? That would have been sweet. Awesome. Pacers might have been good. No. <laughs> Sounds like they're going to be. Yeah. There, there's no chance. Yeah, for sure. They're definitely good. They'll have the number one pick next year. Joe, Just hold coat? on a ball, Joe. <laughs> Joe, hold Rick Carlisle. <laughs> oh, okay. He looks like Jim Carrey. Yep. Yeah, he does. He's a good coach. Oh, oh gosh. Is that Mitt? Oh, shit. 
five. Shout out, Real Hawk. Pretty good. Yeah. Hey, 40% from that range. Yeah. Not bad. First two. Cincinnati yeah. Reds need not watch what I just did there. You know, because they won 12 and then. Yeah. Unfortunately. Oh, no. What if uh, they're uh, dead? dead? Oh, no. Good run. Not dead. What do you mean? They're going to win the World Series this year. I told you that. Who can name more people on the Reds right now? You or me? Doesn't matter. What does that? What does that have to do with anything? Well, because you were you fake a fan last yeah, week. Rob mm-hmm. Dibble, Big Red Machine. You ever heard of him? All right. Let's get to a break. You're an embarrassment. Um, we John have John Sanders, Ken Griffey Jr. They both played there. Sean Casey. We yeah. get it. Yep. Jason Kendall ever play there? Didn't think so. Tim Kirchin. I mean, Jason Kendall was the only pirate you ever talk about. Barry Bonds, we talk about him all the time. Yeah, come on. Roberto Bobby Clemente. Bonilla, you're right. Jason you're right. Bay. Jason, Jason Bay. Bay. He was so good. Yeah. Josh Bell. Oh, my God. What Kutch used to be able to do, and then he brings it all the way back, and then they're thinking about getting rid of him now. No, 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 no. That's not what the report said. That's what the report said. The report said the Rangers high. want him, and the Buccos don't want to give him up. And Kutch is like, please, please. Yeah. Please. I'll go to Texas. Not forget about fucking Bob Giles out there either. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, the College World Series will end Yep. in a celebratory fashion where Game 3 will take place between two old rivals, the LSU Tigers, favored by one and a half runs against the Florida Gators, who put up 24 runs just yesterday. There was a Gator being smoked in the parking lot, but the only thing that was smoking were the Gators' bats. Hell yeah. Tonight's a big one, AJ. How do you feel about it? I feel like it should be like, do we think we're going to get another big, big time, like tons of runs, or are we going to get a pitcher's Ooh. duel? So tonight, happen? there's a chance because that guy right there with the ball in his hand, the super tall one, six mm-hmm. foot seven up here for LSU, he's going to be the number one overall pick in the draft. I guess he throws fucking gas. Mm-hmm. This guy throws real. Well, they throw him the entire game, though. This was a conversation that took place a little bit ago whether they're going to think about resting him because he threw two days ago and he's the number one overall pick. If this was football, now, granted, wouldn't have a game two days ago. But if this was football and the quarterback, who's going to be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft, decided to sit out of the national championship game, we would label that guy as a guy we do not want on our team. Ever. Do not give me that guy. But in baseball, I guess it's completely different because the LSU Tigers know that he's going to be the number one overall guy. There's hundreds of millions of dollars mm-hmm. potentially at play here. Let's not blow this guy's arm out. But on the flip side... Let's get a fucking national championship, AJ. That's a tough decision, I'd assume. I'm excited to hear what McGee has to say. Yeah, I wonder, like, does he ha- is he dealing with any kind of lingering issues or wh- anything? Because you think, hey, one game, two days rest, can you do, like, is one session again? If you pitch, let's say he pitches seven innings, is it going to blow his arm out? Back in the day, these dudes would be bonging beers, smoking cigs, sure. throwing yep. every single night. Hell That's right. Yeah. Now, granted, none of them could throw 97, 98 miles an hour. None of them really had the opportunity to have long careers because they probably blew all their arms out. But the human body can handle it. Will the human body handle it? I guess this is a decision being made right now by probably a lot of humans that are adding into the convo. Yeah, I would guess he won't throw set. He threw 123 pitches. Which, What's normal? Uh, that's a lot. That's a lot. I'd say normal. I mean, if you're throwing 70 innings, you're hoping a guy maybe, or seven innings, you're hoping a guy throws like 90 pitches maybe around there. 123 pitches is a lot. Seven innings would be a lot. I think my guess would be that he'll throw like four innings. Like they might start him, hope he fucking shut, shuts the door for four innings, and then they go to the bullpen after Yeah, that. but all you need is one explosive inning, and it's over. True. You know what I mean? 
Like, that is an interesting thing, that baseball has momentum. Even though it is such an individual sport, yeah, and there's sure. one person that can change everything, it's like such a momentum thing. At the end of that game yesterday, Florida might have scored 40-some runs. Yeah. You know, if that, if that thing goes another – and then on the flip side, LSU was never really going to get hot. Baseball has an interesting mm-hmm. vibe about it that I could not – I didn't play it, so I don't fully understand that. But momentum feels to be real in that particular sport, even though I don't fully understand how or why. Yeah, and I don't think it necessarily – like, I wouldn't say that Florida has a bunch of momentum going into tonight because I think LSU has only lost back-to-back games like four times this year. So, like, being able to turn the page real quick, like, I think Florida's manager actually said, like, it's too bad we can't carry over a couple of those runs into tonight's game because – Realistically, like it doesn't matter that their bats were that hot, uh, you know, last game. Turn the page 24 runs in baseball. That's not supposed to happen. No, ever. That's not the way baseball well, is supposed to be played. And then man. the Angels. The Angels. 25. Yeah. Yeah. I put out a tweet 24 runs. You even allowed to do that in baseball? And then immediately, promptly got dunked on. Uh, 12 hours ago, you fucking asshole. 25 runs in the Angels. Like, of course I knew that happened. No. Well, and they still they <laughs> lost the series. Right. So, like, the Rockies had like a minus like 18 run differential or something in the series and still won two out of three games. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, is a man who knows more about this than we could ever know. Hell yeah. His voice was littered all over the College World Series this weekend in the last nine days in Omaha. An absolute legend, not only in the South, but in the world of sport. That's right. Host Mario McGee, Ryan McGee. Yeah! What's up, boys? Hey. How we doing? Hey, another day in Omaha, huh? Living the dream. You enjoying it? What do you got going on? Uh, I, I'm laying low today, man. I went, uh, so we have all these former major league baseball players working for ESPN, like David DeLucci and Todd Walker and these guys. And, uh, I can't keep up with them. I keep trying. <laughs> and, and last night, uh, the game was a day game. Damn thing lasted forever because of all the runs, but we finally went to dinner last night and they're like, Hey, you want to go get a drink? Sure. And I, you know, I honestly, I'm in my hotel room. Got up, I don't know, until just a few minutes ago. So that's I'm just been for me and hung around. So hunting so around. I appreciate you. I appreciate transparency. Yeah. I, I appreciate the honesty and you don't have to work till seven. <laughs> but like this morning when we were thinking uh, I thought of you yesterday. I wanna let you know I thought yeah. of you yesterday. As I saw seemingly Florida gonna be able to win this one and force a game three World Series Monday night for the national championship, everything you could dream of in Omaha, as that game's taking place, I'm like, who would know about this that we need to talk to tomorrow? First thought was McGee. Boom. Boom. So this morning we start sending some messages. There's no reply. We're like, no. oh, all right, no. all right. No. And then we reach out to somebody at ESPN. We're like, hey, is there any way you could potentially try to get to McGee? They're like, we'll try, we'll try, we'll try no response yeah. we all came to the conclusion that everything you described right there we did was exactly what had happened mm-hmm. last night yeah. happy to hear that's the case congrats on time went on yeah. you earned it i appreciate it i appreciate it yeah we we um uh i have two phones i'm two phone guy right i've got the laptop i got uh you know i mean i got a, i got a, a, a phone in my hotel room and all of a sudden, I answered all of them at once. Yeah, man. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah, see you there. We'll be there. We'll be there. So I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys having me. No, it's been great. But we say, we always say at this point of the College World Series, I mean, I got here about halfway through the series. My ESPN coworkers have been here for like 13 days. And now we're, it's, like, it's like the shining, right? We can't get out of the hotel. Like we're still, we're, we're just in the hotel constantly. And so, uh, but LSU is also in our hotel. And I can tell you this. Uh, it has been so rowdy 
in this hotel, it's been impossible to sleep. I've had some fake Eric Church on a stage right outside my window this whole damn week, me trying to sleep. But <laughs> yesterday, they, they were quiet as hell. Yesterday, the LSU fans were, you know, you get, you, you, you David DeLucci and I were talking about this last night. He played in the big leagues 13 years. Uh, Luch is from Baton Rouge, went to Ole Miss, but, but Luch said, you, you guys know, you, you lose a game. And sometimes you get your butt kicked in that loss. And then sometimes you just get demoralized. And so the question is going to be, what does LSU do with that today? But their fans were uncharacteristically chill in the lobby last night. Well, so. that means that fake Eric Church is back tonight. Yep. Hey, oh. he's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I called him. I called him Barth Grooks. <laughs> he's singing like all the damn songs. Like, yeah, I, I, these windows won't open. Otherwise, I would have either opened the window and said "shut the hell up," or I would have jumped out the window. <laughs> uh, sounds like it's going great. Hey, yep. I, hopefully, you know tonight LSU wins this thing. Uh-huh. You're going to get serenaded out of town. It does sound yeah. like from Barth Grooks out there. I can't wait for it. Let's talk about the game though. Um, LSU, and I know all the boys have questions, so thank you for taking time and waking up. The um, LSU team, they got the number one overall guy that can pitch. His name is... Paul Skeens. Paul Skeens. Skeens. He threw two nights ago, though, 100 and some pitches. In football, if the number one overall pick uh, quarterback didn't play in the national championship, we would say... We don't want this guy on our team. You know, we would like this guy to play because yep. people sit out bowl games. Are they thinking about resting him because of the 120? How does that whole conversation go? Who ultimately will make that decision? And do you think he goes tonight? Because I guess that's a massive part of who's going to win this and who's not. No, it's the question. Like, like and, I, and I joke, but I, I literally, when I went down to the lobby to get coffee, like Skeen's family was in the lobby and they're like, like keeping their distance because they don't, no one wants to tip their hand. He's going to pitch. Um, I just think it's a question of does he does he start the game, and if he does, how long does he go, or do you hang on to him for, you know, I mean, he 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 is the ability, and we saw it on Thursday night. He pitched the greatest baseball game I've ever seen was the Thursday night semifinal game that we had here, and it was Paul Skeens against a kid from Wake Forest, and they carried you know a, a scoreless game into extra innings, and he changes the atmosphere in the stadium just by walking onto the mound. So the question is, what do you do with that? You're not going to have him for 100 pitches. That's just not that it's not healthy for him. He's going to be the number one pick of the draft. Maybe you know in a month from now, you don't want to do that to him. But he's got to be in the game, and I know him well enough to know that he's going to demand to be in the game. So the question is, how much can you use him? And do you, I mean, do you hang on to him for like a crucial situation in the, middle of the game? Do you hang on to him to be the closer? You know, do, do you put him out there on the on the mound to make Florida go? Damn, we didn't think we got to see him. I mean, just there's a lot of things you can do with him. I, we're definitely going to see him. I just don't know we're going to see him for very long. Got it. Go ahead, AJ. McGee, uh, who do you think makes that final decision? Is that between the manager and the player? Is that other people go above that? Like, who is coming up with the plan for this? Yeah. Yeah, it'll come down to Paul Schemes and Jay Johnson, the coach at LSU. And, you know, those guys have a tremendous relationship. You know, Schemes transferred here from Air Force to play for Jay Johnson. I mean, and, and Jay Johnson's been coaching this forever. Uh, I remember watching him doing a masterful job with his pitching staff when he brought Arizona here as a head coach years ago. And so they'll have that conversation. Uh, they'll ultimately make that decision uh, between the two of them. I mean, Paul's going to obviously factor a lot of things in. Jay's obviously going to factor a lot of things in. There's no question the fact that, you know, he's got a chance to make, you know, six figures, you know, money, seven figures money, a lot of money, you know, a month from now. You don't want to mess that up. But – 
That's why you're here. National the reason you're here is to win a national championship. And so, you know, you know about they, they will have a pitch count in mind. Uh, but I also think that once that game gets rolling, they might ignore it. That's, what I'm, there. But, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If this dude's dealing, yeah. you know, and yeah. he's, he's feeling it, I think yeah. he can control that whole thing. And also, great for the MLB that the number one overall pick is about yeah. to potentially put on a show for the College World Series Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. The Florida team, obviously, yesterday has some hot bats. Man. We read something, though, about these bats. McGee, Ty has a question because Ty's a bit smarter in his entire world than me. Yeah, McGee, have you heard anything about the potential – uh, like doctored bats a little bit. I think it was a Baseball America article that was basically saying how like a lot of these college teams, you know, they got the sticker on there if a bat's good to go and ready to go in the game, but that, you know, if you want to game it, you can use pine tar and, and take that off and put it on like an illegal bat and, you know, that obviously changes the exit velocity with what these guys are hitting. Like, is there any talk about that in terms of not necessarily just these two teams, but college baseball as a whole? Like, are we getting a lot more, you know, doctored bats that these guys are playing with? And that's why we're seeing so many more home runs and like the crazy exit velocity from a lot of the teams. Yeah, I mean, I think the bat stuff has something to do with it. It's not the wild, wild west that it was 10 years ago. 10 years ago, there were no rules. Like, you know, you, you had a bat, and it could be a composite bat. It could be an aluminum bat. It could be, you know, made from a damn you – know, some something I've never heard of before. But there's more – there are regulations now. You know, they, they really tighten that up because the game got so – called a gorilla ball. College baseball got so goofy. That like you know we had twenty four to four on yesterday we had games all the time that were nineteen to seventeen, and and no one wants that and you know the old school baseball guys don't like the metal bats anyway but but that's a long way of saying yes there's gamesmanship with it there is zero question about it but it's more regulated than it's ever been you know I would argue too that we see the exit velocity and we see all that stuff because everybody's six four you know two thirty five you know when I was coming along. Baseball players weren't built like that. And when baseball players who were built like me were hitting the ball 450 feet, it was either the bat or, or they were getting chemical help. Now, these guys are just all giant. So, yes, there's gamesmanship with the bats. There's no question about it. And there's definitely gamer bats, and there's bats that guys know have more, more pop and more sting in them than others. But there's at least some rules now. And, uh, you know, 10 years ago, that wasn't the case at all. Well, guardrails, yeah. I mean, 24 runs in a World Series game was yeah. it was wild to yeah. watch kind yeah. of unfold, yeah. especially yeah. after the win that LSU had. And to your point, there are some massive dudes out there. Now, there are certainly yeah. some future beer league softball players in there, too, who are going to walk into every single diamond in a softball tournament, and people are going to say, that guy won national championship right there. Mm-hmm. That guy, national champion winner. Yeah. And there's a couple yeah. of that, like, love baseball, able to play. But the pitcher for Florida, this Paisano, what's his name? Caglioni, Caglione, yep, big, right? This dude's massive hitter and pitcher. He's a guy. Yeah, somebody was asking me the other day about when you meet someone and he, they're just, they're just giant. And even, and maybe the numbers don't even say they're giant, but they just feel giant. Like Cam Newton, you guys. I mean, you guys ever spend any time with Cam Newton? It's the biggest human being you'll ever be in, be with. I, there's certainly guys in the league bigger than he is, but he just feels just massive, you know. And that's the way Jack is. Jack's a two-way player. So Jack will start the game tonight more likely, and he'll also be uh, the hitter in the four-hole, five-hole. You know, so he's – this. so one of the great things about college baseball uh, are these two-way players. Now, I went to Tennessee. Todd Helton would pitch and also hit. Dave, maybe the greatest individual performance in the history of this series was Dave Winfield from Minnesota back in the early 70s. The guy hit like almost 500 in a series, and he struck out like 30 guys. 
in two or three games. So there's a there's a great history of two way players uh, when it comes to college baseball. And and Jack is I call him, I call him Jack Tawny, right? Because he reminds you of a Tawny. Like he's, he, and yeah, he, and he's so that's and what we've been saying soft- this whole time. He's doing guy. baseball. He's doing he's just a sophomore. So he'll he'll he will more than likely be the number. One. So tonight you're going to see probably the number one and number two picks in the in the draft next month. And Dylan Cruz, the hitter for LSU, and Paul Skeens, the pitcher for LSU, and the number one pick of the draft a year from now um, is more than likely going to be Jack Caglione. Here we go. Can't wait for it. 7 p.m. Eastern time. Connor has a question for you. Yeah, McGee. I'm not sure if you caught it during all the madness yesterday, but our guy Ross Chastain got it done <laughs> in Nashville. He was, you know, spiking watermelons at the finish line. It was incredible. <laughs> Did you get to catch up on the race? How was it as a whole? It was great. I mean, I, I'm happy for him. You know, we. I also I sent him a note saying, "Hey, dude, we talked about you and Pat McAfee." And Hell yeah. One like the next week, so I'm just saying. Hey, you, know, you tell us, yeah. pal. Maybe some watermelons. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah. Maybe some but watermelons. Dude, dude went up in the stands in Nashville and like cracked open a watermelon. I mean, you know what else? The hell else do you want, right? But no, it was it was great. The the concern is so Ryan Blaney, who I love that dude. Um, he should be a movie star. But Blaney, he hit a section of the wall that was not covered by what we call a safer bear, which is this energy absorber wall. And in 2023. It, that would be like sending a guy out to, you know, play middle linebacker for an entire drive without a helmet on. Like I just, to them, why would you do that? And so, and, and, and so I, that drives me crazy as someone who covered NASCAR and, and IndyCar and all that back in the, in the late nineties or 2000 where we were just killing guys every weekend. And we came up with all this technology to save them. And the fact that there's any concrete bare wall out there that these guys can hit is just damn stupid. And so hopefully, uh, so those were two takeaways. Ross Chastain won. Yeah. He'll be in the playoffs. That's good for America. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and and Ryan Blaney hit the wall hard. And hopefully uh, these dummies will go, uh, you know, cover those walls with the stuff that we have to cover the walls. With. I saw you catching a little blowback from some people. None of it makes sense because with the state in which we're in, and I got to watch that documentary. I think about three, right? And the, mm-hmm. yep. the added addition to the helmet thing that was yep. kind of attached to the car, and then the safer. I looked at steel and foam energy reduction barrier. Is what it's called. That's the safer barrier here in Indianapolis. Obviously, they every year they have to do upgrades to it because these Indy cars are literally up in the sky, and then they have the fencing and everything like that. This year, a tire shot over top of it. Actually, so they're the hell out of me, man. Hey, yes, hell yeah, it it fucked up that car, McGee. Oh yeah, I mean, there's a lot of humans. There's a lot of humans right Uh there, so they'll have to rebuild that. It feels like. Indy five, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway is like always evolving when it comes to like the safety and it's always adding in new this, new that. So whenever you tweeted that there was a race happening because we we're down in Nashville for Zito's uh, bachelor party, mm-hmm. ran into some people that were going to the NASCAR race. We didn't even know it was there. We were excited about it. It was Sunday though. That needs to be on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially in Nashville. I mean, that's going to be tough to kind of get out of there, even though <laughs> I assume Sunday is the day. So when you tweeted that, I was befuddled as, as much as you. Like, I thought we've already learned that this is not how this goes feels like a rather I want to say like malcontent no malpractice almost like why is that even how is it even possible almost it's just lazy and that's what my and I got a lot of great friends that run these racetracks and own these racetracks I've known them forever and they'll oh supply chain this and when I hear those things it's, it's like the tired so I was at the Indy 500 and and the good news is is that you know like I said back when I first started covering racing we were killing people all the time. I was in an Indy car race at Charlotte Motor Speedway where a tire went into the stands like that and killed three people. Jeez. I was at an Damn. I was at a, a champ car race in Michigan 
where a tire went into the stands and killed people. And they came up with these tethers that the tires are connected, the wheels are connected to, to keep them from flying away. And, and that, that weird crash at Indy, the way the one car landed on the other car, it cut that tether, which made it fly. And the good news is, is that people who've been covering sport for 20 years have never experienced that like I did. I, it scared the hell out of me. I literally yelled in the media center, watch, let's find the tire. Because if that thing had been 10 feet to the right, 10 feet to the left, it would have gone into the stands. And so we're lucky that nothing happened. We're lucky Ryan Blaney didn't get hurt worse. Listen, someone's going to die again at a racetrack. It's inevitable. It's just the way that it is. But if you can do everything you can do to keep that from happening, and and you had the ability. When Dale Earnhardt died, yeah, in that documentary you're talking about, I worked really hard on that thing, man. Okay. We did it for E60. Yeah, hey, was it my, was great. I, it was yeah. a fucking, I appreciate it. it was really good. I learned yeah. a lot. But when the technology exists, and, and, and you've dealt with it in football, you know, when the technology exists and people don't want to do it because it's inconvenient or it doesn't look cool or it doesn't whatever, you know, those of us that remember when it was as worse as, as it could possibly be are just like, well, then, you know, you don't want to go back to that. Trust me. And so, yeah, it's a, it's, um, I, I get frustrated with it, but you're right. Indy's already working on it. I mean, and, and, and hopefully the national super speedway will, We'll uh, cover those walls up completely. Yeah, why not? You know? If, yeah, let's go. Because afterwards, you're going to have to answer a lot of questions. Yeah. You know what yep. I mean? Anyway, there'd be yep. a lot worse afterwards. I like that you're thinking ahead, McGee. Huh? Listen to you. Let's go, yeah. McGee. Let's Thank you. I appreciate it. Forward, appreciate it. Yeah, forward thinker, a guy that was out there doing it with Paisan. Last question here for you from Tone. Yeah, McGee, I, I heard something this morning about Paul Skeens, and I, I wanted to ask you because it's very, very rare. Is there a chance he does not see the minor leagues? He goes straight to uh, the big leagues after he gets drafted? Yeah, I was having that conversation again with my my major league veteran coworkers at ESPN last night. Yeah, I think there's a real good chance, and and that's based too on what I've talked to MLB scouts about this year, and and and, and quite frankly, on airplanes, you know, whether it's NFL or MLB, I get guys. I'll see, have a scout sitting across from. He'll ask, "All right, you seen this guy? What do you think?" And so Hell I yeah. think, yeah, they're thinking that, and it's um, it's rare. It doesn't happen much. And if he is in the minors, I think he'll skip through. He'll probably start in Double A. Maybe see a little bit of AAA, and, and they'll move him up as quickly as they I can. I want to see nine innings out of this guy tonight. <laughs> yes. Oh, me too, dude. I, it would be – and I'm telling you, it, back in the day, so this guy, guy named Skip Bertman was was the legendary coach at LSU and, and won uh, five national championships, and he's the one that turned LSU into what it is. If Skip Bertman was still coaching, and Skip's here, if Skip was still coaching, they would have had Skeen's butt in the swimming pool at the hotel last night getting loosed up, being ready to go. So there wouldn't be any question then, but it's uh, it was before pitch counts. But I, yeah, I just want to see something awesome. And even last night, we had all these one-run games. And even yesterday when we had the beatdown, it was still – I'm like, all right, if we're going to have a beatdown, I want to have the worst beatdown in the history of the college. <laughs> and that's what we have. We so, had it. Well, at least – at least we got to see some history. You got some extra innings. You got the worst beatdown in history. And tonight, mm-hmm. it's all on the line with the number one overall pick from this year and the number one overall pick mm-hmm. from next year. What a time for college baseball. What a time in Omaha. Enjoy your last night. Hopefully, uh, you know, Eric Church is out there crushing it tonight for you. Oh, Barrett Birch, or whatever his name is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Have you told yeah, him? Yeah, well, Have you told him yet? <laughs> Oh, I've talked. I've talked about him openly. I, 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 I bitched about him on Marty McGee on Saturday. So I ho- hopefully he's getting the complex at this point because I'm like, dude, I just need some sleep. I do not need to hear you sing a karaoke version of the dance again, please. It's time to go to bed. <laughs> Guy's not good, huh? Oh, uh, it's bless his heart. I mean, he's trying. <laughs> I give I give him credit. Bart I give him all the credit in the world. Yeah, you know, it's like. Like when I like when I tried to play soccer, my parents were like, "Well, bless his heart, he's trying, but this is awful. I can't watch this." Bless his heart. <laughs>
this is a college world series. So how's this guy get this gig? He's got to be good. Yeah. He, well, he's, He's playing the Hilton parking lot, so I don't know. It's not like it's not like he's ever in the arena. So yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he, he's not playing for the Steelers. He's playing for the Omaha Nighthawks at this point. Uh, yeah. but, but he's here. Hey, uh, who wins? What are you doing tonight on the coverage? Where will we hear you? Uh, I'm going to do a little sports center, and then uh, you'll hear my voice again. Uh, I voice the tease for the show for for the for the the, the big show on ESPN seven o'clock Eastern, and then I will uh, I'll write uh, I'll, I'll do my writerly writer thing and write about it for ESPN.com, and then my butt is going to uh, not go to the bar with baseball players, as far as y'all know. Yeah, you're not going to do that. No, no, way. no way. No. Last night in town. Yeah. No, yeah, why not? no, no way. Yeah. I think I might do. A, I might hold a Bible study. I'm going to do that. So. <laughs> nice. Hey, yeah, you're a good guy. All right. Jesus yeah. will find yeah. you. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan McGee. Yeah, Love him. Best in the yeah. best. That guy is the fucking best. He, he really was is. so mad. When he learned that this was going to be his fate yep. with this yeah. guy playing this music, <laughs> night two probably. Yep. Oh, he's doing it again. <laughs> and then he goes down the front, front desk. Excuse me. Yeah. What's this guy doing? Oh, yeah, every night for the entire – every night this guy's going to be here. Oh. Every night. That is fantastic to think about. Because the Hilton, because they got the LSU team, they feel obligated to provide sure. things. A lot of fans mm-hmm. here. For the fans to enjoy. And this guy got the gig, and he's fucking crushing it. Barth. He hates him. Hates yeah. Him. Oh, yeah. This poor guy. <laughs> Bless his heart. He's doing a karaoke version. I mean, every shot you could take uh-huh. at a singer, mm-hmm. he basically took it right there. Oh, man. I wish we could get a video of this fucking guy. If the window was open, I'd tell him to stop or I'd jump out of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he's heard it. Like if anyone's been like, hey, uh, you know, have you heard McGee talk It hasn't about- cracked his confidence, it sounds no, like. No, not at all. He will get right back up there. Which I respect. I think with this show, there's a chance. Yeah. The guy's going to yeah. hear it. McGee's about to leave. He knows, like, hey, no matter what. We got a pretty good little Nebraska squad. People that listen. Yeah. You know, we had a <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska legend on earlier. That's right. Mm-hmm. Adam Devine. Mm-hmm. He was good on this show, AJ. Yeah. I think he's very funny on all the stuff he does. I think we're going to get offered a lot of... Uh, that type of stuff. These mm-hmm. potential... Promoting movies and stuff. Yeah. During football yeah. season, good luck. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll be... Uh, Maybe TC like Al Pacino or something. Yeah, Al Pacino, sure. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Jake Sully. Jake, Jacob Sully, mm-hmm. of course. What happens to the end of Avatar? Oh, you want to know? No, no, no spoilers. I'll tell you. The water, the water one. It's the way of water, prick. Am I? I saw a couple this? minutes of it. I saw a couple minutes. Yeah, of you it. can. It yeah, you can watch. I it started it yesterday. It's so good. When are you gonna finish it? It's so long. Yeah, I took one hour out. So you yeah, got one third of the left. way. Yeah. yeah, do not worry. I mean, we got the College World Series tonight, and then there is actually nothing until uh, about mid-August. All right, so I'm going to get to watch it. And then the next movie has been delayed till 2031, right? Yeah, James Cameron's going to be like 85 when the last one comes out. Mm-hmm. I thought he filmed a couple at once. Yeah, Me too. Third next one's, one's out filmed. in 2025, I believe. Turns yeah. out uh, you can film them all at once, but when you're like uh, filming a movie that's like in space with a bunch of like big animals that don't exist, there's a lot of like CGI and you know like you can go film someone walking around in a park, but that's not the movie. Let's well, go to- also when there's a massive underwater tragedy, you know Jim has to get his face out yeah. in front of everything and put his opinion in there, even if no one cares. Real smart. I, you know, I actually enjoyed hearing from James Cameron because he's been underwater a lot, a lot, lot further than I have been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And him basically yeah. just saying, 
These guys do. Hubris of the captain. That's what killed him. I watched that. It is kind of. You watched the the Doll My D. The YouTube. Man, I saw that. I, I heard you talk about it. That randomly came on my feet, too, and I, I was I was glued to that, watching that kid in there. The kid was a pretty good host. Did you watch the whole thing? Yeah, I think so. Me, too. It was tough to get through a lot of it. Like, dude, you know what we're I here mean, for. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, 10, 10, 10. Keep going. <laughs> So you didn't watch? Oh, you did it. That's what I did. I did. I did. But like when they're setting the scene or doing showing him, you know, eating lunch, I. You can you can watch stuff much quicker than, than normal if you do that. Yeah, when well, you don't watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. certainly. Uh, you watch it. Yeah, I just I don't I don't need to. You this is worse than me with movies. This is worse than me with movies. Yeah. Whenever you say you watch a video on the internet, though, we know you are completely full of shit. Yep. You mm-hmm. did not watch it. You saw it. You were actually that big number that's on tweets now. That's what you were. Yep. You were just there, just uh, an impression. It was in front of your face. Mm-hmm. No, okay, we I can't trust the anything. Huh? Got to the end of it because I'd watched a bunch of stuff on this submarine, so I wanted to see another. And I had seen this kid's stuff has popped up in the past, so I wanted to see what his experience was. He was good, I thought. I thought he was good. But to your point, he he put four different commercial breaks in this thing. He oh, knew. Yep. Yep. He knew what we were. He he knew the sweet spot. Thing had a lot of views too. Obviously, yeah, it's over six million right now. Six million views oh, in like twenty four yeah. hours. Smart. Away. Yeah, it's good. Hey, great good YouTube. Yeah, that's great right. YouTube. Good YouTubing out of him. And did you see what? But also, Netflix? let's get give me to the thing. Yeah, huh? yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you see what Netflix is doing too. What's that? Titanic is. We'll be back on Netflix in I think July first. You gonna watch it? Oh, absolutely. Well, I saw Celine Dion was top of. the Where has it been? Again. Just off. Not on Netflix. Who? Where was it? Where could you watch it Space. if you wanted to? Paramount Max, I believe. Yeah, you can rent it. Oh, Mox. Yeah, I believe oh, it's on Mox right now. How about Paramount pulling the plug for the Workaholics movie five weeks before they set to shoot it? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, what happened? Not no. to mention what they did with Team USA Soccer a couple weeks ago, too. What they do? It was supposed to be on Paramount Plus. And lo and behold, it's not. Huh. Is that real? That was very real. Let's go to the fence. Canada's on Fubo. Hey, we're about to win another tourney. America. Yeah, we are. Sweet. Gold they, Cup. It's Concafa. If they stop trotting out. The I thought we won Concafa. I saw somebody on the internet was all pissed off because we put out our C team, actually. Yeah, it was not. And the commentators made no reference that this is not our good team. And our good team, our bad team was playing against another team's. Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Jamaica's A team. And the commentators, I guess, didn't describe to the fans watching, like, these are obviously not our good guys. But why don't we have our good guys? That doesn't make Isn't sense. Isn't it a tournament? Yeah. yeah. Why don't we have our good guys? Oh, we a, friend, a friendly is an exhibition, right? That's where you play your third team, I thought. Yes. Yes. This is actual tournament. Are we, we're at the stage. We, didn't, we just found out who our fucking coaches again. We're at the stage where we just trot out a bullshit team. Don't love no, that. We're not at that stage. <laughs> Did we win? We haven't earned that, right? No, we it lost. It was a draw. Oh, we, we, we lost? Yeah. Damn it. Tied it in like the 86. Where's Polythic and Geo? I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, it's a group stage. Yeah. St. Kitts and Nevis isn't. I mean, if we can't get out of this fucking group, yeah. I'll I, never watch a soccer game I, again. I assume, I assume they thought they did. So I'm a bit worried that what you're thinking is what Reina and Polythic and Way uh, and everybody. Cutter's not that good? What are you talking Why about? Why is Cutter still in it? Are they, it's still from. Oh, yeah, wait, hold on. Why are they? How the hell are they in our fuck? They were in ours. What? Because, because World, World Cup. Cup. There's tournaments every three days. That's why. This one matters, uh, AJ. They're on the other side it does. of the world. We don't know which tournament it is. It's a Gold Cup. It's the Concafa Gold Cup. It says it then right what there. Was last week. What was last week? That was the Concafa. Yes. No, that was the, the Nations League, Concafa. Idiot. Duh. What? This goes in. We're winning this thing. Yep. <laughs> Automatic. 
Well, boys, we can't be losing to Concafa. Especially with Cutter in there. Just win the World Cup. That's all that matters. Just win the World Cup. Yeah, but you got to get into it. Remember, we almost didn't get into it, bro. We're in it this time. Uh, Yeah, win our qualifiers. It doesn't matter. We're home. It doesn't matter. Home team, we're in. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, these are all tune-ups then. That's why Cutter's in there, because Cutter got a team because they had the World Cup without having a team. Mm -hmm. So then they had to throw him into our Concafa. Okay. And then we promptly kicked them the fuck out. But they were buying people, weren't they? Yeah. Qatar was, like, paying for people to come play for their team. Like what we did. Which we need to start doing. Didn't we do that with the other coach? We had like a bunch of guys that were from Germany and stuff. Yeah, I think those kids wouldn't make the German team. So then they became the United States team pretty much. Don't you have like an uncle who was born in America? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, you're a citizen of the United States. Welcome to the team. Nice. And that's what the kid just did for us with England, right? Yeah. Could have made England. Yeah, I think he's actual dog. Actual dog, yeah. You don't have to be born here? Lauren Bulligan. I think military bases, you know, that type of stuff happens. So there's some... uh, Okay. You know, there's some little wrinkles in the whole thing. When's Messi start? July 21st. Yes. Ooh. It's coming. Hey, it's coming. And they brought in the MLS. His buddy will be there. Yeah, for Inter Miami. Mm-hmm. Wow. And Sergio Busquets, who's big time player. Yeah, he, yeah, and people are so jacked about him too. Yes. Let's go to the phone. Let's go to Alex in Ohio on the 500 phone line. What's going on, Alexander? Boys, what's up? Alexandra. Alex? Yeah, Alexandra, what's Okay. Hey. Hell yeah. Okay. Alex, what's going on? There what... is a fucking female representation on this show. Yeah, well, yeah. well every once in a while we get a we get a <laughs> we get a take or two that we're completely off on. I feel like we do an okay job over there. Oh my god, the boys are taking it back. Well, okay, I'm from Dublin, Ohio. Of course. And I'm in Costco the other day. And I go over to the eggs, and then some, there's this giant man that, like, cuts off this sweet, sweet old lady. Then I got to get the chicken. What? So I'm married. And what? I I meet the same guy over there who is unlocking the whole meat cooler into his cart. Oh. There's like, of course, you know, like one pink box of Playtex. And, you know, so then I hear this guy yell Laura across the whole fucking store. Oh, Oh my God. Kids are doing relay races down the aisle. Relay races. I guess they're always training. Always always training. Uh, So, you know, I'm a female. I do a little research. Pull up this AJ Hawk guy. I'm like, what? This is the most toxic guy ever. His birthday is two days before Kim Jong Un. Well, did not know that. Day well, January six, also. I mean, did not know that. Hey, wait, there's <laughs> another. <laughs> he, he, since 1984. Wow. Anything bad that has happened, AJ Hawk, it's you. I'm sorry. Oh, oh and, wow, Alex know, is in Dublin, Ohio. He, he, the only reason. And you're going to understand it's a little personal because you might ask why I'm also in all those areas of Costco. I'm married to AJ Hawk 2.0. Oh. He opens eggs. Bob Carpenter? What the fuck? (laughs) I listen to this show every day, but I do need uh, you guys to talk about some women's soccer a little bit. All right, oh yeah, World Megan Rapinoe's on a team. Alex Morgan's on a team. We're gonna win another World Cup. What? What's that, AJ? 
Hope Solo is still stopping stuff, everything in the goal, right? Bingo. Yeah, always. Always. I think she went into a Hall of Fame, I think. Yep. Good. Hell yeah. With that being said, College World Series is tonight. Yeah, okay? it, it is. When the World yeah. Cup's happening, we will talk yeah. about it. And What's that? What's going on with all the meat? You're taking all the meat out of Costco? I'll tell you what. I hate to break it to this, this lady, but that was not me at Costco. I actually... Like a week ago, I know our Costco card is expired. We gotta get a new one to go in there. Oh, <laughs> three years. Oh shit! Hey, Costco is three years at least. It's a great store. Costco is good store. Yeah, mm-hmm. good. Can buy like a fifty-inch flat screen for one of the, like one hundred and fifty bucks, and I can buy a sweet recliner and I can buy America, a tractor. Yeah. You telling me there's a fake AJ Hawk walking Most around Ohio? Right? Yeah, America. America. Mm. Is she talking about Bob Carpenter? What? Yeah, honestly, I, mean, I thought maybe it was she was. That was kind of Ohio treason, right? Because she lives in Ohio and yeah, she's the president. Yeah, she said everything terrible. Yeah. What's the punishment for treason in Ohio? Death, like Russia? Yeah. That guy went to Belarus, allegedly? What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's real, what isn't real at this stage? I don't know. How do we know? We don't. We don't. I don't believe anything. At all. How could you? But I also believe everything. How could you not? Exactly. I mean, it's a wild time right now. It really is. I like the readers are adding context on the tweets. There's Me some people too. getting dunked on in mm-hmm. the context in there, and I appreciate that. But I don't think it clarifies everything. At all. There's a lot of holes in some stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it clarifies the wrong thing. What did the Wagner Group do? Good question. What was Prigazane thinking about? Yeah. Good question. What's Prigazane doing now? He's in Belarus, and the Wagner Party's back in the military? What? How's that work? No in a idea. couple of hours. I don't know. The world's crazy. Seems like there's some fuckery going on. I'd say. What do you think, AJ? Well, that, that thing happened. It was pretty quick, wasn't it? The whole situation. <laughs> it was pretty quick. We were getting on a plane to go see Zeke, and by the time we landed, it was like, it's not. Yeah. have you kept up? It's not happening. Yeah. It's a whole different thing. What do you mean thing. it's over? What, do you, what took place? Yeah, the guy now just is disappearing. Now they all are on the Russian yeah. uh, military. Yep. How'd that happen? Excuse me? What do you mean? Is this real? What is this? Who was this group? Oh, neo-Nazis. They're terrible people. What? What? Uh, whoa. God. Holy shit. So who are we pulling for? What is... Well, there's nothing to be pulled for. It's nothing anymore. God damn. Oh, okay. Got to keep up with it all at all the times. Why? We accidentally sent them $7 billion too, or? Whoa. Counting error. Another counting error. Oh. oh. <laughs> As he took a, a sip of, of his water, Diggs knew what he was doing. He felt real good about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Yeah, he felt real good yeah. about it. That made its way into my world. And I just assume with all those numbers, are all fake. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How could any of it be real? And they just printed $7 billion. Oh, missed it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the printers just kept... You know how it goes... <laughs> we put too much paper. Big sheets. Too, too much paper. It didn't realize. What do you want from us? <laughs> okay? Sorry about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Let's get a Devin in uh, Muncie, Indiana. What's going on, Devin? Pat, boys, AJ, how are we doing? I'm going to keep it moving. Got a quick question for Ty here, so I'll set it up. And, and Ty, if you would, if you'd knock it down for me, if that's all right. <laughs> Triple threat position, yeah. All right, let's go. All right, Ty. So I am a uh, fellow shareholder of the greatest NFL team, the Green Bay Packers. Do you ever exist in the history of said NFL? Just got my tickets in the mail last week for the annual business meeting, and I'm debating about going. Never been to Lambeau. Haven't been able to work it out yet. So this would be my first time going. Not sure if I should go. It's a seven-hour trip there uh, from where I live here in Muncie and a seven-hour trip back, obviously. Only thing is, is I'm leaving for Disney the next day, that Tuesday morning. So do I make that trip up to Lambeau for the meeting, or do I just skip it and commit to going to a game later in the season? Yeah, I just go to a game. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Devin. Oh, he knew yeah. the answer to that. Yeah. He knew the answer. I think so. That was awesome. I mean, does he get this? You got to be or? locked, 
stocked and ready to go when you get to Disney because you're going to be waiting in some long lines and you cannot miss out on the Splash Mountain and the Space uh you know, space mountains of the world. And the Avatar uh, sure. Flight of the Concord. Oh, yeah. And they're getting rid of that stuff, too. What? I thought Space Mountain or Splash Mountain's dead. No, Splash Mountain, they're Splash changing Mountain's the name. Gone. They're changing the name. Oh. You guys big there. Disney people? You went to Disney World and stuff? A couple times growing up. Yeah. yeah, I went once. Yeah, good times? No. Nope. Oh, yeah. Kidding me? What's your problem? <laughs> when, what how old what were age did you, you go? I think I was uh, 13. Yeah, that's a little different. Maybe 10. I forget. What, you got to be eight, nine? Ten, ten or ten-ish, ten, eight, nine. I went two years ago. It was slapping. <laughs> Boom. Okay. Happy bachelor party, Z. Great bachelor party. Z's getting oh, yeah. married, AJ. I know. How would the bachelor party go? Saw some pics. Looked like fun. Yeah. Oh, it's good. Are you going to skip this wedding, too? Like the asshole you did with Nick's wedding? Or what's your plan? <laughs> okay. I'll be at yours, comment. No, you're going to be at the fucking Costco taking everybody's meat. Yeah. Hey, give me your meat. Give me your meat. Give me the meat. Kids are running relays. relays. I mean, that's real. That that definitely could happen, but yeah. Yeah, that lady told the truth. Her name's Alex. Well, and you're checking baskets as you're walking in, checking for meat. That's right. Let me see your meat. Show me your meat. Let me see your meat. Meat. (laughs) Oh, that's a good looking piece of meat. Wow, you got good meat. I want that meat. How'd you know? Smooching on meat. Yeah. In Costco. Mm-hmm. Slapping some meat, too. Let me sample some meats. Mm-hmm. Give me all the meats. Hell yeah, AJ. <laughs> Thank you for telling us that story, Alex. Yeah. The meat man. That's what the president does. I think she oversold her right. hand. What do you mean? I think what? she called in. She did research on AJ, found out his wife's name and everything. 1988? Not bad. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you were 1984. I'm sorry. I didn't know you were 84. You're three years older than me, huh? That's You're old, bro. I thought I was like five years older than you. Really? People say I look like I'm 50, so I can understand that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you do. I, hey, when did you stop getting carded out when I was like 17? What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Look like I was 90. <laughs> Only people that got me, the people that were actual parents of my friends. That was quite a scene. I tried to walk right into one, staring down a girl that I went to high school with, dad, working behind the counter. Mm. Got no other option, though. Got to get it. Yep. I need 60 beers, sir. You're Pat. Nope. No. No. I'm his brother. Me. No, I am not. I am not. I am Jason. Yeah. Nah. I know Jay, too. Yeah, Jay's a little bit. You are. No. You are. No. <laughs> no, I'm Wrong. not. No. I will give you your card back, but, like, you got to be smarter than this. What? I'm Jason. What do you mean? I am smart. I'm smarter than Pat. Knew all the info. Get the hell out of here. Everything else, it worked everywhere. Literally worked everywhere. Yeah. Ask for my birthday. Ask my address. Yeah. Try to do that too. You want my social security number, huh? What about you? Want my parents' backstory? Let's call them. All right. I know everything about them. I stared down some police down in Panama City. That was quite a night. I was already intoxicated, definitely underage, and I had four cops around me because they drew X's on my hand and took my brother's ID. And I was not going to let that happen. It was day two of Panama City. I am not. First of all, I'm going to have tonight. I'm going to do tonight. Mm-hmm. But also, the next four days, you are not taking from me right here. So I had to stare it down. Could end up in jail. Instead, social security number hits, uh, backstory hits, address hits. Did you ever move? Nope. I know everything about this guy. Made the guy take the X's off my hands himself. Now. Now, please. <laughs> now, take them off. I don't want it. That guy, he knew, though. I would like to give him, hey, congrats to that guy. Yeah. He knew. He just knew too much paperwork to continue to keep fighting with you. He's like, all right, I'm not going to – I get off in like 30 minutes. I'm done. He gave me like a, do you want me to bring cops over here? And it was at that moment. Yeah. Yeah, get them. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. What a moment. I think I think Pat White was there. Reed was there. A nice. bunch of people. They're all older than me. 
I was 20. Everybody else was 21. I was the only one. So they would send me in first, you know, just to see if uh-huh. I can, mm-hmm. if I get in, if I do, okay, we'll do this whole thing. They stop me. They all go. And I think Reed was walking by me whenever the guy said, you want me to call cops? I said, yeah, bring it over. And Reed, like, stops. <laughs> what are you doing, bub? We don't need to. I'm like, yeah, see ya. Come on. Let me go to jail myself. I can't ruin this whole thing. Then you should have seen the delight when I came over. Multiple drinks in hands. Mm-hmm. Boys, how we doing? Knew it. What a fucking wizard. You stared down the cops. Yeah, I should end up in jail. That's why this is all such a joke that we've made it, you know? So many dumb moments in this whole thing. And I'll tell you what, we're staring down a pretty dead season of sports. Yeah, we are. So what are we going to do? We're going to talk about this World Series tomorrow for four hours. Yeah. Well, and then yeah. We Women's have, World Cup. Alex is right. Yeah. Uh, WNBA as well, Sabrina. We Sabrina Inescu, 31 points. They were down 17. She's a fucking dog. I learned about her uh, story whenever we went out to Oregon, and she was the celebrity guest picker yep. and got a chance to like hear about the type of human she is because mm-hmm. everybody obviously compares her then talks about her relationship with Kobe Mm -hmm. in the Mamba mentality and everybody's dreaming of having that she I guess is a certified beast just like very locked in very focused game changer could have been a national champion obviously Uh, COVID came in and kind of ruined it all but she had a massive performance to lead the Liberty that were once down 17 to get a big time win over those bomb mystics what a performance unbelievable her and beast do Oh, look out. Mm-hmm. Look out. Hit a three to win it with like 18 seconds left. AJ, did you hear about the All-Star game? WNBA's having one. When is that one? I've heard about it's it. It's coming up. Teams were announced this weekend. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Soon. They got some movement over there. Coaches. Where? Where are they playing? Right there, like at the uh, All-Star game. That's they'll, It'll be yeah. uh, B2, I think it'll it's be a, It'll be in Las Vegas in Sin City. Oh, here we go. And nice. uh, it'll, be a, it'll be a scene. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll be a scene Sweet. out there. We got still. F1 still, right? Yeah, yeah, F one's good. F one's yeah. good. Well, and tomorrow are so sweet. You gonna watch? You said you're gonna watch the Netflix series. I can't. I mean, if their racing was a little bit more entertaining, mm-hmm. maybe I would. I would think about giving some time. Nah. I just don't know how there's a race where you can't pass people. What are we doing? Yeah, it's just time trials. Yep, that's it. I used to play cruise in the USA. That's right. And there was a time trial option, and there was a race option. Nobody picked the time trial option. Ever. 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 You got 50 cents to go play Cruising USA? You ain't doing a time trial. No. Who am I racing against? The clock. Fuck the clock. I want to beat those Vipers yeah. yes. in Corvettes. That's what we want to do here. And the Hummer with the machine guns on it. Yeah. Boom. And I want to double tap this thing when we're jumping and do a damn backflip through oh, the yeah. sky. Yeah. Wow. Racing other people. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. guess what? If you win, you don't need another 50 cents. You fucking got the next nope. race as well. Boom. Free. Boom. <laughs> What a time that was. I know. We need Cruising USA in here. Ooh, that would be, be great. That's what we need. Are hey. people still playing it? I don't know. That might make it I better. People so. still breathing? If there's no demand, that means we're good. Yeah. yeah. Right? And the whole business thing, supply. Yep. Would be mm-hmm. easier. Hit a zebra. We, we get one of those bikes in here, too. Oh, yeah. The one yeah. to lean on. Yeah. Get the, the snowboard one, too. Yeah. Buy it. Two of them. If this works. Are you kidding me? That is so cheap. Let's get two of these oh. things. The verified seller or? Get this one for my house. Have one to sell. Shop with confidence. Seller information. 100% positive feedback yeah. here. East Coast Arcade. They have two of these things? Yeah. It's probably a company. It's not a person. You never know. Dude, we need them. All right. Coastal, Pennsylvania. Boom. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let's go. Free local right. pickups.
All we'll right. Pick it up. As soon as that gets in here, we'll have a $10,000 cruise in the USA race. Oh, oh. Like oh. broken. We're going to have to do something. I want to get some of these pickleball players in here, too, offer up a big prize. Oh, yeah. Have them play. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little golf tourney upstairs in the simulator. Mm-hmm. That'd be sweet. Going to have to do something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get like Bubba Watson, Patrick Reed in there. They can face off in the, up there in the simulator. That would be easy to get them in here. Yeah. Indiana in the middle of golf season. Make a stop by, boys. Who says no? Last phone call of the day goes to Chris in Georgia. What's going on, Chris? Pat, boys, Connor's gorgeous mullet. How we doing? Keep moving. moving. Hell yeah. All right, so I wanted to call in to talk about Paul Skeens, but old beautiful McGee answered all the the, uh, information I needed to tell you all about that. So I'm going to tie. You do not disrespect the Italian Caglione. That is the best two-way player in fucking baseball right now. No, Shohei is. Shohei ain't nothing, my boy. And we'll end the day with a hang up. Hang up on this guy. This guy's a moron. Oh, jeez, jeez, Chris in Georgia, really hitting a dinger here to get out of here. Tones, you could hear Tone hit the bottom of the desk. As I assume AJ did yeah, as well. We discuss. Let's get the hell out of here. Let's end this show. We're watching this baseball game tonight. Yeah. 100%. I mean, Pat, who you bet yeah. on? Uh, it's t- I, I'm going to go LSU. Hell yeah. Favorite yeah. by one and a half. Yep. You like do you start old buddy or do you hold him for when you might need him? That's another thing. I would start Paul Skeen. Did Bumgarner, whether yeah. he came in for the Giants start or did he come in? Because Bumgarner was a very similar situation in the World Series. Yeah, but it was late, right? Because he came in through the floater late. So he had to get called in. I'm mm, that's right. LSU. I think closer would be sick. Yeah, I'd be like the if last If he came brutal. out, like. You got to have a, you got to. But then all of a sudden, if you get there and you're down seven runs, like, well, we didn't even use the guy. Yeah. yeah, as McGee was running through the different options, each one sounded good in my head. And then he said, closer. I'm like, that'd be so sick. Six foot yeah. seven, number one overall pick, comes out like seventh inning. Yeah. And was like, let's take this thing home. But to your point, if it's 24 3 at that point, does it matter? So then my head immediately goes, put him out there first inning mm-hmm. and say, you go as long as you want to go, pal. Yep. And if you're Dyson, Let's do this. You're our guy. You're the reason why we're here. We're going to ride you till the end. Now, there's going to be people that might be pissed because your arm might get used over 100 times in back-to-back days or with two days rest, but you're going to be a national champion for the rest of your life. That's Who right. cares? Okay. Also, if you're you're good, it doesn't really matter much, but like he's a starting pitcher, and like the mentality it takes sometimes, sure. like sometimes those guys aren't as good coming in out of the bullpen. Like It's just different. CC said, I'm not handing this ball to anybody. Bingo. I'd like to see that out of skiing tonight. Yeah. Need it. I'd like to see, you know, coach come waddling on out there. Mm-hmm. Hey! And going to get the fuck off of my mind. I ain't giving it up. And then just finishing it off. Mm-hmm. Guy was six foot seven. Is that what they said? He's big. What was he going to do in the Air Force? He's not fitting in a single plane. No, 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 no. He's picking up the planes on the fucking carriage? Yep, stopping them when they, he's got that little sky hook thing and he's just. He's the one holding. Yeah, exactly. Yep. (laughs) He's on one side, they're on the other. Yep. And then they're latching in there. Mm -hmm. 66235 is listed. Jeez. Sweet. Dog. Where's he from? Where are we guessing? South, right? Baton Rouge. Somewhere in the south? Yep. Georgia. Homegrown. I don't think it's Baton Rouge. He's Las Vegas. Texas. He was born. Callerton, Fullerton, Fullerton, California. Sorry, Cali kid, California. Here we go. This is for him. Oh no! 
There it is. Oh! oh just need a little sense of urgency. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> just like we see, we need to see tonight out of these boys. Mm-hmm. Have a great game. We can't wait to watch. We appreciate you all so much for watching every single afternoon and allowing us to do this. Shout out to McGee, Florio, and Divine. Tomorrow's going to be a big one. Huge. Hell yeah. I think we potentially got the jet on tomorrow. Let's what? go. <gasps> Gas him up. Yeah, I think we're gassing up the jet. He looked very good in studio yesterday, all suited and booted. Had the perfect quaff on his hair. Oh, yeah. They put him on the far right. He looked good. Yeah. He went there. Tomorrow. Force too, right? He'll be, what's up? He went to Air Force too. Jet? Yeah. 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 He was born yep. there. Started as a jet pilot, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that would make sense. That's why he's named it. 200 confirmed kills. Yeah. 200? Is this like a Prezagin thing? Like well, unconfirmed. I think Kiev. unconfirmed. No, he is an ace. He is a confirmed ace. Jet passing? Yep. Holy shit. Whew. All right. We got him on tomorrow. I can't wait to see who else. Uh, you all are the best people on earth. We'll see you in about 21 hours or so. Be a friend. Tell a friend something nice. It might change your entire life. Goodbye.